Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money for my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise your podcast. That means that you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Blog Talk Radio. It is set for one for Lord to curfew. Nobody is ready for Oscar. For the club, for life, good And good night. I know wow. you're on there. Unbelievable happenings in Toronto, CNN. Something I want you to do. What I said is something it? I want you to do. Hello. We're on the air here. Are you having a problem or something? Yes, I'm having a problem. I can hear Miss Betty, my secretary, but I can't. She don't hear me. Oh, you want to? You actually want to talk to somebody? What do you on think I've been dialing for? Of course, I want to talk to her. Hey, uh, uh, according to them, so does he. But that's okay. You want to go metal? Just shut up for a while. How about that? And second of all, go ahead, find it. Go ahead. Oh wait, it's called a promo. Shut kid. your and mouth, If you want to be the big dog, you're going to have to learn how to do it. So go ahead. This is WrestleCast Radio with your host, Ryan Cook. Enzo Mori got thrown here because they didn't have anything to do with them, but they're too damn greedy to fire him because they want the merch money. That's my problem with it. It's, it's not a guy who deserves to be getting a good rub like this. And Alex Mello. I saw my first Adam Cole match over the weekend from NXT this past Wednesday, and if that's any indication of what this guy is about, then hopefully Ryan can clue me in why everyone's so excited for one oh. Adam Cole. Because, <laughs> lo and behold, I don't get it. WrestleCast here with you, Alex. Before I do the normal, I'm actually going to flip the script here and say, you know what? I don't get it because I told you I was going to have a new intro this week and in the midst of all of uh, last week and the chaos and the hoopla and the family leaving, and I didn't get it. I didn't get a new intro. Wait, wait, the family head. left? What? Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I have no um, spouse. No responsibility. Woo! Until March fifth. Wow. Talk <laughs> about the ultimate vacation. Yeah, buddy. I'm going to sit here in my chonies 
The same <laughs> dirty chonies that Aaron Rex wears on Impact every week. Oh, <laughs> yuck. Yuck. We got a fun oh, show man. tonight. Uh, obviously, it's like a we're, certain we're pair of at... wild pants. R.I.P. <laughs> um, I realize half of the intro uh, didn't get thrown in here on there, but for those of you who saw it on social media, we're opening. We got a bunch of news, rumors, the whole nine yards with that. I'm hoping that means I didn't. I did delete them off. It's okay. I'm going to open this up, and we're going to make this work. So we got a bunch of good news and rumors in the first first end of the show here. Middle of the show is is a mixed bag. Here it is. So it's completely combined in with the other thing. This should be kind of interesting here. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I've combined two falls into one, kind of like a WWE angle. But we, we'll be playing our interview with Leonard Literacy, Minnesota independent wrestler. Uh, from Friday night at our Midwest All-Star Wrestling show that we attended, kind of doing a little radio row at. So we'll play that. Leonard is always yes. a friend of the show, so he, he definitely will get some love. We'll also give you our thoughts on the show as to what it was. Alex, as yeah. we, we said last week, is not a giant fan of independent wrestling. But he actually didn't have a sour taste for the most part, did you, this time? No, I I had a a, a sweet taste. You know, it, it, it was it was a good time. Uh, we'll we'll get into it. I this was probably the it was it reminded me of my NXT show that I that I okay. went to last month. So it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, we'll get into it. Uh, plus our uh, little chat with Leonard Literacy and my horrible library puns. <laughs> I thought they were fun. I thought they, I thought they were fun puns. Is that kind of a, <laughs> is that cute? A fun pun. So we're we're going to talk that. That's going to be really cool. Um, New Japan released the honor rising shows. I wanted to sneak these in here, even though we kind of didn't really say we were going to just for the fact that it is uh, Friday and, or Thursday and Friday or Friday and Saturday night. Uh, yeah. Friday and Saturday. So I figure we're not going to have time to really talk about them next week. Well, well, I mean, we can review them next week, obviously, so I stuck those on in there. Um, Alex also wants to break down our top five elimination chamber matches. I'm I'm really interested into where his is going to go. I have a couple oh, thoughts man. on mine. You're going to hate st- mine. Oh, well, I'm going to love it <laughs> if I'm going to hate yours. Then I have uh, I'm I'm kind of piecing mine together. I'm I'm doing that elimination. Uh, you could say uh, getting what, what rid is of this, one. The inception of elimination chamber matches. You're eliminating <laughs> the elimination chamber of the chamber. Ah, <laughs> see, and and that's that's one thing I do want to get into once we hit the third fall. Uh, it's a beautiful segue with Raw. We're gonna have seven guys in the chamber, and there was an original what? rumor of five pods. But now it sounds like it may be a triple threat. I want to get your thoughts as to what that may entitle. Um, Man, we're you know, doomed you... way before the uh, the pay per view brand split has uh, been demolished. <laughs> I, God, good God, help us all, Jericho, <laughs> save us all, please. Yeah, I. So I'm I'm really interested to see as to what route they decide to go with this. But we'll talk that. We also are going to have. You know the normal Raw SmackDown, the dual brand talk obviously is going to happen. We're gonna we're gonna preview Elimination Chamber. Obviously, we didn't see Raw from the night, so we're we're basing it off of what we normally do if we did their normal six o'clock show. So we'll be going into it blind as of what happened tonight. 
but I also I also wanted to ask you here, and we'll do this some point during the first fall, so that way you're not caught off guard and you got a little bit of time to prep for this. But Ric Flair gave his current four horsemen no way. in wrestling. I have um, notes on this. I was going to bring this up. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alex, that I'm jumping up first, I'm posing the question to you. I want to know when we get to it who your four horsemen would be. Oh, man. I honestly spent a good hour thinking, and I, I still probably have like seven. Two of them include uh, Steve Mongo McMichael. One as Steve McMichael and one as Steve Mongo McMichael. Definitely fills two of those spots. Well, let's let's hopefully you'll get rid of two of those and we'll just do current. Um, <laughs> so maybe I helped you, uh, but I'm excited. We're gonna we're gonna talk it like I said. But let's hit a break real quick. Come back. We got a whole bunch of news and rumors to talk about. Outside the ring, <laughs> WrestleCast, Strong Style Media, don't go away. Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, baby, you get Strong Style Media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you, that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, Soda Sound Radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher. Google Play, Radio Tune, and that more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. You won't see these folks at the post office. They have businesses to run. They have passions to pursue. How do they avoid trips to the post office? Stamps.com mail letters, ship packages, all the services of the post office right on your computer. Get a four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com today. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Style Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pints Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out The Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, search bar Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Tune in and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. What are we looking at here? Lists all over the safety thing. Third-party background checks for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, List, who can play at this game? What if we had a safe word? What about boba? No. What if you actually wanted boba? It's got to be more exotic. What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara? Safe words, Barbara. I like that. Okay.
something wrapped around his finger is a God, Hall of Fame weird. ring. Jeff Jarrett. Is he the luckiest bastard in all of wrestling history? Do you remember, like, seven, eight months ago when I said, if I never could, like, if I I had to go against somebody in any sort of, like, business or winning, I would never go against Jeff Jarrett because (laughs) he he leaves WCW for WWE, and then he holds up, supposedly it was a holdup, but... It sounded like he just wanted what was owed to him, and then he would leave, and it was on good terms or whatever. You know, goes back to WCW, wins a ton of titles. Mm-hmm. Then starts TNA Impact with an NWA banner getting funded by his dad in 2002. Leaves that, starts Global Force, manages to <laughs> mer- get TNA to merge then with his old company, Global Force, then gets a payout <laughs> to leave. WWE sponsors his rehab, and they're so happy with his rehab stint, they put him in the Hall of Fame. This guy doesn't lose. Like, he doesn't no. lose. Um, with that being said, I've been a Jarrett Mark for a year. I love the slap nuts thing in uh, in WCW. His WCW run was, was great. I mean, I, I despised his double J gimmick just because Razor Ramon was my guy, and he was always getting the upper hand. On him, uh, but looking back, he, he was just damn good as what he at what he did. Uh, from the I, the wonderful vignettes, uh, you know that led before his you know premiere. I remember watching that Saturday mornings on you know on Superstars there or you know on on Mania where not yep. Mania. What was it um, on USA? Rest, the Mania? Wrestling Challenge. No, that was Superstars what? with Todd Pettengale. What was that show? Oh. Um... I know what you're talking about. It was like the recap I, it, show, but and, and it wasn't funny um, like the co-host. Well, like once in a while, they 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 would have random co-hosts, and they had one um, for like a few, maybe a few years. But I just remember I was in Minnesota when they announced SummerSlam '94 in Chicago. Called my mom and said, "Mom, I know what I want for my birthday." But anyways. <laughs> Um, and I went, and it was awesome. Um, I got to see uh, Undertaker versus Undertaker. Yuck. Uh, but anyways, um, I, I, I remember all those vignettes and him coming out. And me, you know, being, you know, a, a Tupac Notorious B.I.G. fan as a uh, 9, 10-year-old and, and not really enjoying the, the country music, if you will. Um, but again, he, he put in pretty good matches, I would say. Uh, but again, like you said, finding who he truly was with the slap nuts gimmick and the guitar shots almighty. Uh, some, some great feuds there in the Russo era WCW. And and I was even a fan when he was, you know, running around doing the don't piss me off thing with Owen Hart. You know, it great was, tag team. Them and yeah, I mean, so good. A, I, I thought Jarrett has always been a great worker. Um, I've, I've never had any issue with any, you know, some people just didn't like his work. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, he was a, a very basic heel and mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but sometimes that's all you need is just a nice basic heel and get people over, you know, at the end of stroke, not only being an awesome, uh, name for your finisher, but, but I mean, it, it was effective when he would hit it. Um, and the angle was just right at, at, at that spot, but it was, yeah, I, I think this is definitely well-deserved. Anything that happened in the WWE, hell, we've seen Eric <laughs> Bischoff, Dixie Carter, 
um, you know, during the um, <clears throat> the what was it, the AJ yep. special? No, yeah, um, yeah, on the on the then, network. Yep, yep, and then of course now you know Jeff Jarrett kind of, you know, wow. So so what what does this mean with with TNA Impact? I know obviously there's nothing there with them anymore, but like. Global Force is that that's pretty much a, a done deal. Like, do do we see him possibly coming back on air in the E sometime in the future? Gosh. I I think the one aspect that makes him I think a little less obvious <laughs> to make any kind of a run on TV is the fact that it's not you know it's not Goldberg. He's not your your headliner. Yeah. Um, it's. You know, they, they announced him after Dudley's and Ivory. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, that's and kind do you of think my, this my... is going to be like Razor Ramon? You know, obviously it's not Scott Hall. Like, this will just be the double J character? Or is it going to be like Jeff Jarrett? It, I think it'll be him. If it's not him as a person just being himself, it'll be <laughs> the second tarnation. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Where, okay. You know, the... The short hair, glasses, the one that kind of was his, you know, what really got him over. Although mm-hmm. I think it would be really cool if he put on the the glasses that had like the flashing lights and the top hat and did the walk again. <laughs> and and uh, who, do you do you get Road Dog to induct him? Yes, him or Vince. Oh, Vince. That's or maybe his dad. Maybe his dad could uh, give us a nice. A recipe for a uh, chicken salad. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> but I, I, I think that's where I go. Is I think you have Road Dog kind of come out and and you know induct him. They got to do I, the song, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's got to be a like a prerequisite. I mean, look if they let if they let um, uh, what's his name, uh, Michael Hayes, do the whole Freebirds theme. <laughs> Come on, they not well. Do it. That, that was not well. I mean, I I think maybe that's what you do if you don't get Road Dog to induct him. End the speech with him singing, and then it's him lip syncing. Road Dog comes out, they embrace, everybody pops. I think that'll be a nice, <laughs> nice go home. That's type funny. Of thing. I mean, hey, why not get you know? Of course, Bruce Pritchard. I mean, of course, kind of bringing not only Jerry Jarrett, but but bringing this song. Um, back to life, if you will. Um, last year, WrestleMania, when they had their uh, Something to Wrestle uh, show during Mania Weekend, Jared actually came out um, and, and sang the song live. So, I mean, he's That's having fun with it. They've known each other forever. I mean, that that would be interesting. I, uh, again, we don't know their relationship with each other, meaning Bruce Pritchard and the E. Uh, but who knows? Crazier stuff has happened. And I, I think Marks would, would thoroughly enjoy it. And that's definitely where where they're uh, kind of heading. It seems like over the last uh, month. It's it's definitely interesting. It's it's one of those things where I'll ask you this here before we move on. Where does this put, uh, put chances of seeing Punk again? To you, <laughs> I I would say Jarrett has always been more cordial. He didn't br- burn any bridges. Um, yeah, against the, I don't think he had any lawsuits or anything against Vince. Uh, you know the holdup situation. You know after the uh, the the IC, excuse me, title drop against China 
um, in that what what was that called? The uh, everything but the kitchen sink, except we'll oh, actually have a kitchen the, sink match. The good housekeeping um, match. Yes, yes. There you go. A way shorter title than than what I just spewed out, but I would say. <laughs> Um, you know, whatever that was, the hold up, you know, he left right after, you know, business is business, you know, he's, he grew up in it for God's sakes. He knows the, everything that Vince, you know, he, he knows what Vince is going to do. He's a booker himself. He's a owner himself. So, I mean, again, he knows it's best for business. You know, there, there's something that could be down the line. And I think it's something that, that could be a nice pop. You know, I'm not saying day after mania, but, you know, maybe in a, a GM role down the line if they want to get Angle out since he can't talk on live television well, anymore. I, look, God. I told you that I have a lot of good things to say this week for once about WWE with Monday Night Raw. Uh, Kurt Angle, though, is atrocious. <laughs> I I feel like what he happened? has dementia. What happened? It, I feel like he has dementia because he's oh. in the middle of the ring and he's like. All those drops on his head. You know, it's it's almost like you know you you go to you go up to someone and you're like, oh, uh, you know, is your daughter home? I I need to you know get something from her. And the and the grandpa's like, no, my daughter doesn't live here anymore. And then you call the number and she's just downstairs. Like that's what Kurt Angle's like. Oh he's no. Just, <laughs> it's something's not. It like, is sad though. You're right. It, oh God. There's, yeah. there's gonna be a a pod I mean, the elimination chamber in a core spot he in an elimination names. chamber qualifying match. Like, he he forgot me. I swear, I swear he called someone Charlie Haas last week. <laughs> he's he's. I'm telling you, man. Something something's not right with him, man. It's but you know, oh. it, it's Kurt Angle. It's Kurt Angle. What are you gonna do? <laughs> uh, dual brand pay-per-views starting back with Backlash in May your thoughts Alex we kind of talked this at that MAW show we were going to do a show and then we stopped after doing 10 minutes you know we we kind of pondered with what does this do for the talent I said well hey maybe you run four hour shows with a pre-show and you looked mortified and said no and then something came up where they may run four-hour shows with an hour pre-show. Are you still mortified at the thought of a 5 to 10 o'clock WWE show every month? You know what I'm mortified about is is not that we're getting two pay-per-views before WrestleMania, having five-plus people, combatants, warriors in, in single oh. matches. But come, you know, May... We might be getting 10-man title matches or 12-man number one contender matches for the uh, European Championship or some crap like that. I don't even want to think. Can you think of Michael Cole (laughs) trying to to announce this? Like, Michael Cole's going to be sitting there. Oh, tonight we have the man, you know, the guy who burns it, or the architect versus the monster among men versus the lunatic fringe. Versus uh, uh, the devil's favorite son. Can you imagine? <laughs> Buzzword. Buzz overload. Oh my God! I I might start. I might have a Kurt Angle type. That's when we find out like, Michael Cole is a, a robot. He just like self destructs, fumes and smoke his, starts popping his out of head his collar. Up, but he's still like the king of swing, Cesaro, and he's just still going, and he's no head anymore. <laughs> Booker T oh comes out gosh. to see Corey Graves plan this. Ah, like, oh, oh man. 
<laughs> I'm going to open um, a I mean, monster that I've what, had what in my car, happened? and it may uh-huh. explode on the radio here. So oh, uh, if, you see, I, if you hear me scream, <laughs> oh, we're good, baby. He's Let's just start murdered. Um, what do you think, though, uh, to the Eliases? I mean, what does this mean for Finn Balor? I mean, obviously they, they. Oh well, we don't know about Elias, but you know, what does this happen? Like, like Kyle brought up our uh, WrestleCast radio contributor and strong style media host of uh, Soda Sound Radio, as well as my co-host on the Pop Cultures every Wednesday here on Blog Talk Radio. Um, <clears throat> sorry, but uh, <laughs> he brought up the NXT talent. Minus you know, five does, stars. Does, really? I'm really? just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I couldn't. That was resist. beautiful. It was. It was. Here, here. Let me. Let me make. Let me make up for it. You like that? You like that? <laughs> damn. Damn right, sir. No. Um. I mean, the the, the NXT call-ups. I mean, they're obviously. Well, if you're if you're the iconic duo, it seems like you're going to be there. You know, forever. It's purgatory for them. But I mean, it's. Uh, what, what What do you do with? Your, I, I can't even think of any mid card talent that's not going to be released like two weeks after Mania. But but well, seriously, what does this do with the tag gender. teams? What does this do with the women's division? You know, see a Ty Dillinger, see a Jinder Mahal, Ooh. see a Ascension. <laughs> I mean, I, look here. Here's the the best way that I can see this working is. You're you're essentially giving each show two and a half hours with your with your five, right? Mm-hmm. You can still run the same amount of matches, but if they're smart, they get rid of all that extra bull crap you don't need. And if anything, so like the backstage promos. Yeah, like we don't need to see Seth Rollins talk to Carly Caruso or whatever seven times in a show. <laughs> you know, like we don't need we don't need to see Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins talking in the locker room together about the same thing that they've talked about for three weeks in a row. If if WWE's smart, they're literally gonna use this as a way to just shrink it up and give us quality action. I don't mind a promo here and there, but you could still go, you know, five raw four SmackDown matches. Can't you also, in a way, too, not... You don't really have to show your talent each week. Can't you, you know, even spread out your talent where you don't oh, need yeah. to show a, a John Cena, hell, even a Roman Reigns or a... Oh, Alex is Alex just got uh, hit with a clothesline by... <laughs> by the Yente. No, you're, you're right. And that was one of the things, one of the points that I was making, too, why I get kind of bored with talent when they get to the main roster as opposed to say in NXT or, you know, with new Japan is it's not oversaturated. When, when I see, you know, new Japan two or three times a month, maybe twice, we'll just say to be safe. That's, that's totally fine. But when I, you know, when I got to see Roman Reigns nine times in two weeks, it just gets oversaturated for me. And that's something that kind of just, I don't know. I think you're onto something with that. The question is, how do you keep your fans interested? 
Ah, uh, Bobby Salsa. God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> as I was, as Bobby Salsa was saying, um, look it up, kids. Um, is you know maybe you don't need to show everybody every week. You know, makes you know your top tier talent main attractions. Maybe one, you know, some weeks you you spotlight you know the secondary titles a little bit more than kind of the heavyweights, if you will. Well, and and. I kind of I, I I wholeheartedly agree with you and kind of touched on it when when you got uh, lariated by the Yeti there and came back as Bobby Salsa, but uh, <laughs> you know it's it is the thing why you know I'm I love watching Adam Cole in in ROH and everything or well, I I don't even want to use that let's use Bobby Roode as an example you know now he gets brought to the main roster and I have to see him five times in two weeks. And it's kind of like, well, it's a little much. You know, we don't need all that. And especially when you turn on New Japan and you see Rapungi 3K twice in one month. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not oversaturated with it. and Because and we're not ready for their jelly yet. We can only hand, <laughs> handle them. And they walk to the and, ring twice a month. And, well, even, even to play off of what you were, what, exactly what you're saying, look at NXT. You don't see the same guys every other show. Mm-hmm. And that's what keeps NXT fresh, I think, for a lot of people, is you get a different crop of people all the time. But it still can culminate to matches at a pay-per-view. Looks like, like it's working for 205 Live. They're not doing their five-on-five tag matches like they would do every week. You said, what, they've been doing an average of two matches over the yeah, last three weeks here? That are getting so, about you know, it's making minutes. it special. Yeah. So I, I think. Oh my God! Think, are we going to get quality ring time? Is there a positive out of this? So I don't know. Maybe we'll have to see what happens. Come back last. Rumors of another draft. That's for another time or day to talk about. But we'll see what happens with Oof. it. Uh, Dolph Ziggler re-ups for two years. Uh, a lot of people said there was a rumored contract that he had his foot out the door and he was getting ready to leave. And at the eleventh hour, they they got him to agree to stay. And he gets to work kind of a work as you work as you you go type, not having to work as many dates, make a million and a half, and just kind of job out to people. Then there's also somebody who came out and said, don't believe any of that crap. He was always going to renew his contract. He's not signed to just job to people. We see him already placed inside of the main event of the pay-per-view. What side of the story do you believe on this? Um, I'm I'm gonna say a little from column A, a little from column uh, Z, uh, just to the fact that uh, I, I see both possibilities being 100% accurate. Um, you know, he's been threatening to to leave. He's been saying it in interviews over the last couple of years. Hell, even in uh, the early 2010s, you know, he he was even you know talking about uh, teasing a a departure, if you will. Of course, we all were you know wanting to see you know if he could do a Cody has done, you know, outside of the universe. Um, because, you know, he has more charisma, um, a little bit better uh, ring style or, or, you know, athleticism, if you will, than Cody does. So, you know, we, who, who could imagine, you know, the, the sky's the limit for Ziggler on that scene. But, uh, you know, if that the numbers uh, in the contract is, is right, I, I mean, us marks, do we do we have to feel bad for Ziggler anymore with that kind of uh, quan that he's receiving? No, because we know we're going to get quality. Well, with that much money that he's getting, that that makes me think that he was never leaving to begin with. 
No, you know, I mean, if he was going to make that much like I money, and you on Friday, would you lose for a year like a Kurt Hawkins for one point five million dollars? I think oh, the answer is probably yes. I would lose for a year for a quarter of a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I would lose for a year for fifty thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Like, and, and here's here's one thing. You know, okay, uh, sorry if I'm hurting people's feelings here about pro wrestling. But it doesn't matter if you win or lose, you're going to get paid mm-hmm. the same. It's not like a pro sport where you have, st- you know, standings. Okay, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 a, it's a choreographed fight that hurts like hell most of the time. But it doesn't matter if you win or lose. Okay, I'm sorry. But it doesn't matter if you pay rate. Not not from your job if you're a jo- you know not jobbing he's not jobbing if you will but but like say um. Well, I'll give a little uh, preview to my chamber a breakdown. Like when Kofi Kingston was supposed to be in the uh, 2010 Elimination Chamber match and gets ambushed in one of the greatest things in the history of the world. Um, does he get paid kind of what he would have if he would have wrestled in that oh, match, yeah, in that sure main event spot? Because here's what you got to look at is in in his contract, you get you, here's your house show pay. This is your TV pay, I'm sure. This is what your your monthly pay is. And then if you're on a pay-per-view, you get a bonus. I bet you he got the same amount for getting getting punched by Jericho and not making it to the ring as he would have got if he would have lost in the opening dark match. Because <laughs> wow. he's still on the card. It's still the same thing. I've, I I've never worked. Dream. I've never worked uh, an independent <laughs> uh, any show when I used to wrestle where I got paid any differently if I was the opener or in the main event. And I, I did both in North Dakota and got paid the exact same. Hmm. You know, I, I, I wrestled second to the top at seven star. I wrestled first half main event at seven star and I was the opener at seven star and I got paid the exact same, you know? So it, 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 that's the thing is, and obviously with Ziggler getting paid the money that he's getting paid, that means he's selling merchandise and mm-hmm. he's, doing a good job of getting other talent over, which is why he's getting paid so much yes. money. And and if 1.5 million is correct from the last time I saw things, that means he's getting paid more than Dean Ambrose. And Dean Ambrose has been a world champion for way longer than he was. Ziggler has been what? Two, three time world champ, two time well, champ, but gotta... one time he vacated because of the injury. And then the other time he, he lost it in the same night back to edge That's right. on SmackDown. That's right. And, and let's not forget, he was just the U.S. champion. He chose to vacate, or, or I should say, hand the title over to, to uh, vacate champion. Um, so, I mean, you remember he was just inserted into that, that U.S. title match uh, as a triple threat, as we all predicted, oh, to probably take the pin. He surprised us all and, and won the title. So, I, in, in another way, that's what even makes Ziggler even, you know, I, I think a, a fan favorite is just due to the fact that when he does win a title or a big match, it's like, all right, you know, it's, it's, let's get this mm-hmm. train a rolling. And then, and you I, know, it's, it's. And I think they went like, the way they did too, is because they knew it gets people talking. So yeah, now he can take yeah. a little vacation, come back, get paid, and then they can start a new angle with him, And everyone's going to be doing exactly what we're doing now. Did you hear about this rumored Ziggler thing? You know, in some some cases, this is where the WWE is smart. You know, uh, speaking of WWE being smart, though, we already talked about uh, one of these guys. The mixed match 
challenge? No, no, I I have not even watched one of those. But what I will <laughs> ask you about, what do you think about now kind of going to option number five? If they don't get put into the tag match with Ronda Rousey, what about Kurt Angle versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania? Ooh, I'd say yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. Uh, of course, there are reports that Seth Rollins might have a little nagging injury, if you will. Um, but uh, I, I think it would be a, a, a pretty damn big match. Uh, a match uh, that could finally catapult Seth Rollins off instead of the, the whiny, uh, hate-breed listener, uh, you know, wrestler, or, you know, just the, the whining, like... I'm the authority's pick, Wah! and, you know, just transition into a fan favorite, even though he was still whining about being the, the, the authority pick that was uh, glossed over. Um, but I, I think that would down. be phenomenal. Huh? And now he just burns it down. And he's also, uh, you know, kind of making fans uh, remember the awesomeness that was the Harlem Heat with his uh, new new ring gear. Um <laughs> So I I think this would be a good match. I'm I, I like Seth Rollins. I think this is something that could be uh, phenomenal for him uh, with, with someone as as great as as Kurt Angle. Um, but what I guess you could work countless storylines into this. But my question to you is: Do we need a Kurt Angle WrestleMania match? No, but that's where this kind of a show is for. I mean, we got a sting match with Triple H. <laughs> what if we get Angle Jarrett? <laughs> <laughs> With his wife as the special ref or Jarrett Karen Jarrett. <laughs> Man, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that, is, that is ridiculous. Um I don't I don't know how much time this this second to last thing that I have needs to be talked about, but it's just interesting in the in the sake of the forefront of what it is. Michael mm-hmm. Elgin's back in the news, and he is actually suing the woman who was releasing all these these tweets and conversations and say they're said they're doctored and the whole nine yards. The only reason I'm bringing this up is if he sues her and he wins in suing her for defamation of character. AAW in Chicago, which had Tetsuya Naito, Sammy Callahan last Friday. I watched some of the, the stuff. That, I get goosebumps with the way the crowd was cheering for Naito. He's so mm-hmm. over. He cut he a promo in English after the show. Um, he, he even grabbed the LIJ hat, and he was, he's, like, looking to see which side he's going to throw it to the fans. And he picks a side and throws it to him, but then he stops and puts it back on his head and tells him to tranquilo as everyone cheers. We're getting dicked on by Nido. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was so it was really cool, but there was That's a lot cool. of heat and hate because they booked Michael Elgin because he was already booked for the show, and they, they, I believe, I think he worked Nido one of the nights, and then Callahan worked Nido the next night. But I'm not, I don't quote me on that. But they booked mm-hmm. him because he was already contractingly set up for it, and he kind of got Nido around there. They issued a statement saying, "We apologize. We will never book him again. We did not mean to piss our fans off." We and we, you know, we hear you and understand because there was such an uproar. If Elgin wins this case, does it even matter, 
or is he still kind of out to pasture with with these local indies? It's not even that. It's do you even want to go back to that? I mean, yeah, we the the fans should eat crow. I mean, guilty in or innocent until proven guilty. However, that that crazy saying goes. Um, so I mean, it's uh, with with how the culture has been over the last six to eight months. You know, of course, everyone's you know eager to, eager to do that. But I mean, you have to get all the facts. You know, kind of correct here, and but yeah, I mean, they they shouldn't have they shouldn't have booked them in Chicago. You could easily find a hundred workers, you know, within about a two hundred mile vicinity that would jump at a show headline with Tetsuya Naito. So I mean, they, they could have done something, you know, to to prevent that. So that that's more on on the the company itself, his own former company. Uh, that that kind of put them on there. I mean, they they knew that was going to be nuclear. Let's be real. Yeah. So so I just I, I just it's I like that having Wild Pete as an audience member when you have a Leonard literacy, you know, kind of uh, in a match that night. You know, you know, <laughs> stuff is going to go down. <laughs> Speaking of Leonard literacy, and Wild Pete. After I have one one thing left for you. Then if you have anything, uh, we'll hit that. But then we'll break and come back with that Leonard interview. But here's the question. <laughs> Rick Flair said Dolph Ziggler, no matter what. Ooh. Then he said, I think Seth Rollins, I might have to go Roman, and then he's going to hate me for this, but I'd take Randy Orton. What's your four horsemen right now? That's tough, man. I agree with Ziggler. We've talked about this over since we've known each other. I think we've mm-hmm. always have put Ziggler on that. He's, he's the modern, uh, you know, He's a mixture, in my opinion, of Flair and HBK. He's, he's, you know, has has the talent of Shawn Michaels, the charisma of a Ric Flair. So I, I 100% agree with Dolph Ziggler. Um, I would also put uh, one Claudio Castanoli, aka Cesaro. I forgot what he what, what was his whole gimmick before uh, when he was the the Swiss. No, but but what was his full name again? Oh, Claudio Castagnoli. No, but Cesaro. What was the the name after? Oh, Antonio Cesaro. Antonio Cesaro. Thank you. Okay, my bad. I didn't. I would say Cesaro due to the fact that he could work. I would say pretty much anyone uh, from a cruiserweight all the way to the uh, Beast Incarnate. Um, So he's kind of your your universal uh, type player. I think for the mentor role. Uh, the guy who could be your 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 tag uh, your run your tag partner, but also the guy who could break out a big match. Uh, you got to go Chris Jericho again. He could you know go on on any way of the fence. Um, he he again can go uh, heavyweight cruiserweight uh, of being utilized in so many different ways. But as the enforcer, as the as the muscle, if you will, you always got to have that big guy. I'm gonna go Tomohiro Ishii. I think you have Whoa. him just be the quiet, just guy who just has his arms crossed and just beats the living hell out of you. I wouldn't mind an Ishii Cesaro tag team. I wouldn't mind an Ishii Jericho tag team, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, but I think Tomohiro Ishii would be the ultimate enforcer in in a uh, a in any incarnation of the Four Horsemen. So. I'll give you mine real quick. Um, I almost threw this guy in there, 
And I say that with the same aspect of why Mongo McMichael was one of the best horsemen, Flair said. But I think if you got him in a suit and, and out of that stupid riot gear, I think Roman Reigns would be perfect. If you watched his NXT stuff when he was the thoroughbred, you know, and he's bragging about how expensive his watch is and stuff like that incarnation of Roman Alex, I think would be cool, but I didn't put him in. Wait, that's a thing. I've never seen any, oh, anything he, to resemble what you just said. Dude, when he was in NXT, he used to wrestle in trunks. What? He, he, he was oh. awesome. That's why when you're like, you're like, oh my God, it's John Moxley, Tyler Black and some dude. And I was like, oh, that's Roman Reigns. He's in NXT. <laughs> when they first showed up and then I'm like, Oh, what are they doing? With but he was like, he's, he's like talking to the guy. He's like, how much do you think my watch costs? And the guy's trying to interview him. And he's like, Hmm, that's it. He's like talking to himself. And he's like, he's like, this, this ain't even worth my time talking. Like he was a complete dick. It was awesome. Go back and watch <laughs> it on the network. Um, I, I always, just might. I'm intrigued. So the only reason I don't put him in, the guy that he gets bumped for is Ziggler, because we always talk to Ziggler being in it. If it wasn't for Ziggler, I would have Roman Reigns in it. My Arnon Tully tag team would be Bobby Roode and, and Carl Anderson. Oh, uh, nice. Because I think just the wrestling aspect, and Carl Anderson is just cocky enough that it works. And then I think you're, you're heavy hitter because he's got, he's got the best look in the business. You could say for it, you know, throwing on the suit and all that. I put Adam Cole in there. He can talk. He's, he's, that would be, that would be my guy. I'd have Adam Cole, Bobby Roode, machine gun. He's a young Ziggler. He's a way better talker than Ziggler. Hmm. He's a way, if you watch some of his ROH stuff, when he would, He'd come out and do the story time with Adam Cole, and he oh he cuts some mean promos. Even in even the NXT promos he cuts are great, you know. But even if you wanted to keep it with just that because of how good they are, I'd be totally fine throwing a guy like Carl Anderson or Ziggler with the Undisputed mm-hmm. Era, and there's your four. Fish and O'Reilly are so good, mm-hmm. and the charisma that that I saw from Kyle O'Reilly at Takeover where he was air guitar in the belt and just doing all these goofy movements. I'm like, okay, this guy's in his element right now. And he's feeling bad. <laughs> we saw it with how good his match was with AOP. But yeah, so I, that, that's kind of the way I, I went with it. But I thought that was a little fun one. Uh, any, anything that any omissions that I missed that you wanted to discuss, or do you want to go to break and uh, come back with our Leonard interview? <laughs> um, I, I think we need to hit the break. Uh, we need to hit the books. Um, and we got to get on a reading rainbow, if you will. <laughs> you got it. WrestleCast, StarStyle Media. Your late night hip-hop and R&B podcast, Soda Sound Radio, hosted by Kyle Halffine Adams. Every Thursday night, right here on the Strong Style Media Network, catch up on your latest on hip-hop and R&B, and hear Minnesota talent at 10 p.m. Central. <laughs> But if you trust the way I feel, I won't fold from the cards that you deal. Let's journey life together and make it worthwhile. Can't take it back like time. See, my life is like a movie, no rewinding. Killing mics like I got a license. Victim, I believe don't have religion. Just a higher power. Who power? I'm not so happy with you. But I take a breath. Regain my power. 
check my feet when I'm walking to see if it is. I seen it all more than I care to reveal. I'm always sort of clear the air for the real. That's why I'm aiming at the grill, man, because it's how I feel. Nobody being sincere. We need some changes for real. Again, that's Thursdays right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central. And if you're a musician, you want to get your music heard on the show, send the MP3 over to Soda Sound at strongstylemedia.com. Enut. Enut. This right here is Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake. I got to tell you right now, I couldn't be more clear. You're Clarity. 50, so I use it. I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted to I, it. I know, but I'm, I'm, I'm 48, but I feel like I'm 26. I have a boner right now. I have so much energy. Like, I actually, I, I'm, I'm, and I took an Alpha Brain, and I never do. I, I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I want to go, chin down, and I want to bang, bang. Oh, my God. Hey, I'm Dr. Asking. What's up? He's been distraught ever since his friend smoked him last week in fantasy football. Now he's grabbed this post and he won't respond. He's got Luzonic plates. What is He's a loser. He's not a loser. Okay, he's a loser. What can he do? With DraftKings, he could have easily challenged his friend to a rematch. Okay, I can't. What are you? I can't see that. You need glasses. I'm also an optometrist. At DraftKings, you can play free private contests whenever you want. Strong Style Media presents... Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all, with your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsled, boxing, pokey, poker, survivor, and even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles in track and field. All right, maybe not that one, but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio. found a super crunked up version of the the already crunk letter literacy theme song that had the the er, 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 and the hey hey from all, all that music in there now thought that was uh that was quite entertaining that was dope that was brings <laughs> me back to my childhood brings me back to last friday night at the parkway theater in beautiful minneapolis minnesota we we had a good time. Uh, you know, it was a fun little card. And uh, yeah, before we break that down, though, we said we had this. Um, we we were we stopped and we just had a short conversation. It's not too long here, but uh, yeah, we we talked to our our guy, Letter Literacy, uh, as he came over to our booth and uh, chopped it up. Here it is. Uh, All right, oh, that's what I wanted to do. Gentlemen, we are at the park. Oh, what's up? <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I thought Alex had like a breaking news. I wish. We uh, we, oh my God, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, letter literacy. You got a uh, we got a superstar uh, approaching us hopefully. We, we have a homeless. Letter literacy. Letter literacy. It's the homeless. Oh my God, it's my God, look at those trunks. Oh, I love it. Good. How are we doing, sir? How are you doing, sir? 
Hi. How are you, sir? Hi. Oh, you want to grab a mic Excellent. and say hi? Sure. Yeah. His, his writing is ridiculous. <laughs> where'd you get those? Where'd you get that gear? Uh, it, it's it's confidential. But I'll that's just say the, I'll just say the library helped out. That's eight. Nice. Um, have you been encouraging young kids to get library cards? Yes, uh, and also pay their late fees because their parents don't want to do it for some reason. Mm, that's a pretty heelish thing to do. <laughs> Book drives. They they they, so, do, they create so a lot. Do you support the library in getting their money, or are you supporting the kids to have to pay? Which side of which side of the fence are you on here? I, I'm just an all-around believer of books and kids reading and furthering their education and becoming successful. I like that. So, so who who you got tonight? Who do I have tonight? Yeah. I have uh, the Starbreaker, Aiden Wake. Ooh, that sounds intense. I've not seen this gentleman. Uh, are you are you? Go ahead. I'm saying, if you could write a book about Star Breaker, what would it be called? Um, Matt, repeat the question. Uh, what is it? Uh, yeah, what called, Elijah had said was, if you could write a uh, book. Aiden Wake from Star Breaker features STD. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Acronyms, come yeah, on, acronyms. Yeah, it's, it's an acronym. It's, um, <laughs> it's uh, Star Title Destruction, which is actually a, uh, a phenomenon in, in the solar system that happens when a black hole meets a star. It becomes utterly destroyed. Is that a Soundgarden song? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but pretty much. But again, I was explaining earlier, uh, a guy who titles himself being Starbreaker, so apparently a guy who uh, sucked gas trying to beat me tonight, which is not going to happen. It's now, laughable at best. We had also heard somebody said the name of your nemesis in their wild meat here. Yeah, I just heard that now, and uh, I'm not too happy about that. I was you know, looking forward to, you know, starting everything new tonight. You know, I, he ended up eliminating me for the MAW uh, tournament uh, championship spot, and I just brought this match last week, and unfortunately I had to advance him because I was. You know, I wasn't being a biased ref. You know, I was doing everything by the book. You know, right down the middle, and uh, he ended up winning. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to advance him. I could have easily fast counted him or anything, but you know, that's just the way the story goes. Sounds like Wild Pete is one uh, one overdue book, huh? He's <laughs> more than overdue one book. <laughs> Thanks, Leonard. We'll Here's get back to you guys. You guys <laughs> Let it literacy. I love how it picks him picks him up going, Kyle real loud as he comes walking over. <laughs> uh, that was pretty entertaining. But he uh, yeah, he wrestled the Starbreaker Aiden Wake. I had to think about that already. Holy cow. This this might be a quick review of the show. No, what uh, was cool though is they had promos. They had yeah. videos. Like be, the lead up before this match. Uh, again, shout out to, to Midwest All-Star Wrestling. Uh, I, I had a good time. Uh, the crowd was into it. Our little section was, was definitely, um, into the show. Um, and, and it wasn't, it wasn't bad. There, there was some good workers then. And what was good is they, it felt like an NXT show, like a performance, like enhancement type show where you could work on your promos, you could work on your videos. Uh, hell, they even had a, a Titantron, if you will, projecting, you know, like, like they would uh, a movie. Um, 
and and even before the the Adam Wake and Leonard literacy match, they had dueling vignettes, and I thought it was damn cool as well as Aiden Wake's presentation of whatever scientific thing he was explaining, but it was <laughs> tight. And that was the cool little thing with like the the galaxy and and like the yeah. whole video that he had for it. That was cool. Uh, Leonard cutting a promo in front of what looked like to be like a like a bathroom or something at a library. Yeah, he he doesn't need the flash behind his funk. No. The way he rocks it out, he lets his wrestling do the talk. He beat the hell out of that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, he fails to come to three low bro three three blow blows. <laughs> Three low blows and a Mickey James Trish Stratus like WrestleMania Bulldog uh, that he could not overcome. <laughs> no. uh, your your boy Stonehenge cut a promo in in uh, yeah. in Mexican and he he was just it, I I was like getting nervous and then you're like that guy's <laughs> tight and then the music's playing and nothing's going on and I just I look to my side and they're walking next to us. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That was kind of, I wasn't expecting that. They had uh, Young Lion matches. Um, they, they had their attempt at the uh, Okada Omega draw um, along with WrestleMania 12 overtime rules where a, the crowd was not having it. And, and, and shout out to <laughs> um, uh, Riley Jackson, who healed it up really well after everyone was like, you know, the, the, the face was like, Kyle Pro was like, let's give it five more minutes for the fans. And people are cheering. And, and Riley Jackson's like, no, and just leaves the ring. I was like, oh, <laughs> in my mind, like 30 seconds before he did it, I was like, leave the ring, leave the ring. And he did. I was like, and I stood up and clapped. I was like, yeah. I was like, that was <laughs> awesome. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, I was happy. I was, I was, I was pleased. Um, I recommend uh, checking out Midwest All-Star Wrestling. Um, not only uh, at the dot com, but also on the Facebook. Um, some some pretty good workers. You said there was some uh, some some gentlemen from the uh, Ken. Uh, what is he? Anderson Kennedy uh, and Sean Devari uh, Wrestling School, right? <laughs> Which I thought yeah, they, they, uh, they, the, they were pretty good. They made a few. The, the two dark matches were all the academy guys, and then Airwolf was from the academy. I think he was their like first graduate. Um, I kind of like that angle where that stable formed. It actually yeah. kind of felt like a big deal because they kept playing the he is coming thing. And then it was in the regular light. And he's like, I told you somebody was coming. And you're like, ah, oh, yeah, that was cool. Was it better right. than a CZW event? I, I think so. I think I, so. I would say yes, too, to that. Honestly. Um, was it, was his name? Uh, Angel Dorado? Prophet. Who? Uh, Angel Dorado, the dude who did that like 450 moon or moonsault 450 <laughs> on Friday. Yeah, you filmed it. He oh, did the yeah, he did a, yeah, Angel Dorado. Yes, the guy who was way that, better than El Tigre. Oh my God! Look, if if El Tigre is listening, turn your computer off for like two minutes. Um, that guy was terrible. Um, I, I felt like I was watching Volano 8 in the ring. Uh, Elijah, <laughs> after the match, was with us, and, and when they're leaving, he's screaming, turn on him! Turn on him! He's the weak link! <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was hell entertaining hearing that. We got a He Is Risen chant going against Orin Vite. That was, 
<laughs> I wasn't expecting that to happen. But it was, yeah, it was a fun show. Uh, then, you know, we saw we saw Wild Pete and Leonard Literacy get into it on the floor. Yeah. Uh, Wild Pete with a nice, nice counter left hook uh, a la Gennady Golovkin style, catching uh, Leonard Literacy <laughs> off guard, but he managed to get through it. And uh, it was, that was one of the hardest hitting thing I saw all night. I was, when he stuck uh, Literacy in the face, I stood up and ran down the aisle to try to get a better mm-hmm. view. I was like, okay, here we go. They're they're getting it in, so I can't wait for them to have their their big blow-off match. I'm going to have to attend that. I think the next show is March 18th or something along those lines, or March 11th in Hudson. Oh, we'll Um, be there. Yeah, that was... square. (laughs) It was was a fun little show. I was... No, I I would say shout-out to... It was entertaining. It wasn't boring. It wasn't slow. I didn't wince at much. Like I said, the crowd was into it. Um, we were into it. We're, we had a good time. The main events, unfortunately, didn't live up uh, to the, uh, the 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 brawl they had before the event that they just happened to have video of um, between uh, Garrison Creed and uh, Duke Cornell, a.k.a. Snake Plissken. The heel had his foot on the rope, and the ref still counted to three where the uh, commissioner, the manager, the owner was looking right at it and still said, the ref's decision is final. Even though I was like, dude, everybody saw his foot on the rope. You could easily say, you know, restart the match. But uh, I I thought what shine was uh, the Aiden Wake lender literacy. But due to the fact that you had that lender literacy, Wild Pete's uh, feud continuing, um, hell, even while Pete getting interviewed during uh, intermission uh, to again further the storyline, there were further they were doing it like a like I said in NXT, like they were learning how to further the stories into other events. So I, I really appreciated that. You know, I I haven't seen that at other shows in Minnesota, in Illinois, in Missouri um, to actually legitimize, you know, not just a one off. So they they told a story. I this is something uh a company I I'm I'm happy is close and and something I plan to uh hopefully continue to to watch and support. Yeah, it was fun. It was it was a good time. I'm glad we uh glad we got to attend. Shout out to Eli well, for uh, bringing us out, let us talk. Oh man, the Tomahawk. Yeah, he was I thought he was doing a run in. I thought he was doing a run in. <laughs> Cuz he he was sitting in his gear still at the end of the show with his top, with his big stick, and I'm like, dude, that dude's still geared up. He's he's running down, and somebody's getting somebody's getting him bailed. Uh, but instead, he sat cordially like he did when he was in my living room, and him just introduced himself as Tomahawk, and I walked away and went back to bed. I said TJ, don't slam the door when you leave. <laughs> he said, okay. Wow. <laughs> um. Real quick, I want to go over these Honor Rising cards before we touch on our top five chambers and go into our last segment. Uh, these these cards usually are kind of eh, whatever, but I feel like they're giving enough opportunity to maybe build on more storylines to mm-hmm. lead towards the Strong Style Evolve show March 25th, along with the Supercard of Honor show WrestleMania weekend, and as well up to... Sakura Genesis potentially I don't know if it'll touch the New Japan Cup or Sakura Genesis But at least something along the lines But 
real quick here, we have Cheeseburger Delirious and Jushin Liger against all three of Haku's kids. Uh, Higaliu, Tamatanga, and Tonga Loa, the Gorillas of Destiny. We get Katsuya Kitamura, who's still here. I don't know if his visa thing is, just isn't cleared up or if he's going to go back to America with the ROH guys. But he tags with Toa Hanari against Bad Luck Folly and Yujiro Takahashi. We then get Raisuke Taguchi, Jay Lethal, and Dalton Castle against the best friends Chuck Taylor and Beretta and Jay White. We get a That's three-way. an interesting team. Like, yeah. All those teams, actually. Dalton Castle, Jay Lethal, and, Jay Lethal and uh, Taguchi, that's a team made in Mark Heaven, I would say. <laughs> we get a three-way. Uh, Flip Gordon, Kushida, and Hiromu Takahashi. That should be really good. <laughs> that should be really good. I, I'm excited for that. Has David Flip and uh, Hiromu touched any time before? I want to say no. I don't, think, I don't think Flip Gordon has with either of those two. Okay. So that, that'll be a nice first-timer. Uh, Young Bucks take on David Finley and Juice Robinson. Hmm. Uh, Hiroki Goto versus the Beer City Bruiser. And then in the main event, I'm surprised we're seeing Beer City Bruiser on this tour, but we're not seeing Silas Young. Uh, kind of tied together, I thought. Maybe after how much Silas Young was swearing at Kushida last time, they're like, no, nah, you're not coming back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why, uh, then why, the main the, event. why the feelings with Kushida? <laughs> uh, we get Marty Skrull, Cody Rhodes, and Adam Page taking on the team of the Golden Lovers, Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi, and Chase yes. Owens. Reunited I, in it. I'm curious as how Chase Owens ties into being on their team. I was just, I was looking at that just now myself, and I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna ask Ryan, <laughs> what like how, what's the affiliation? Is he even blonde? I would say he's more of a dark chestnut. Um, but I I was gonna ask you the exact same thing. Um, isn't he a Bullet Club member as well? Yeah, so maybe that's just why he's doing it because he's a Canadian. And he's just going to go with the other one and just kind of, hey, let's just have this match. Why aren't you on the team then? Um, I, I I strained a pectoral muscle. Oh. So instead, I'm going to just stay home and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not a fan well, of going down under, huh? No, no. I'll, I'll, I'll make the excursion out uh, next January when I, <laughs> when, I can, when I can bring you and Isaiah. <laughs> so Isaiah can gamma gamma uh, on the way to the ring. I I did want to ask you too. You know he's going to be the new Tokyo pimp, right? He's going to take over. What if we go to Rapungi and Isaiah just starts just smashing everything he sees, and like he doesn't come back, like an old school seventy suit. But what if what if he doesn't come back? Like he's just like I'm staying here. (laughs) Yo, Gabba Gabba, (laughs) and he just like. Shacks up in Rapungi for, and we don't see him ever again. Like we, we, we go back there, we go back. Oh, that'd be so tight. We go back for the 2020 Wrestle Kingdom, Wrestle Kingdom 14, and we just like run into him, and he's like at a high roller table or something. We're like, what in the hell? Run into him. He flies us out on his uh, on his private jet. <laughs> yeah, he becomes if we're gonna play the fantasy, we might as well go all the way out. Yeah, like, I mean. 
We teleport. He has his own teleport machine. He it is like voice and vocabulary change too. It's like when Del Rio saw Johnny Ace. Hey Johnny, you wanted to see me? Yes, Johnny. And he changes <laughs> it completely. He has an eye patch. Uh, did you did you watch the Omega Bushi Golden Lovers training session that New Japan World put out? Um, I did not. Was oh, it amazing? Awesome. Yeah, it's 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 like twenty minutes or so, but they're in the ring together, like practicing their moves for their return. And they, they make it official are, that they're coming back as a tag team. And they nice. basically do, they, they, they show their new finisher, which they don't know the name of yet. Um, but it's a combination of a, the Kamigoi V-Trigger where they each grab an arm and they pull the guy in at the exact same oh. time in the two knees. Yeah, it looked pretty nasty. So wow. it, it was kind of cool. If, you know, I actually recommend going out of your way and watching it. It's it's a quick watch. It's 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 a fun one. But uh, it's all set up for a uh, for a turn. Do you think? That's what I said. I hope doesn't happen, man. I hope it's not all to just build to him turn. Now I'll tell you what, though, the selfish aspect of me says that if this means we get a Bushi Omega at Wrestle Kingdom, I hope he turns on him <laughs> because if we get to see that live, oh my god. <laughs> So, but yeah, that was the 23rd and 24th. So it's not 24th, 25th. So we get back-to-back shows and then the chamber Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So that's kind of nice. We get a bunch of wrestling. Um, The 24th, we get Toa Hanari against the Beer City Bruiser. Uh, Chucky T, Yoshihashi, and Jay White take on the Young Bucks and Adam Page. That could be kind of fun. We then get Raisuke Taguchi and Flip Gordon taking on Bushi and Hiromu from Los Ingobernobles. David Finley, Juice Robinson, and Jay Lethal taking on the team of Yujiro Takahashi, Chase Owens, and Hiku Leo. Uh, Sorry, Takahashi, but it's going to be uh, Zeke Nasty taking over. <laughs> uh, never open weight six-man tag title match. G.O.D., the Girls of Destiny, and Bad Luck Fale taking on Jushin Liger, Delirious, and Cheeseburger. I'm calling it title change. New change. Never know. You might be right. Uh, ROH champion Dalton Castle takes on Trent Beretta. And then we get Marty Skrull and and Cody Rhodes taking on the Golden Lovers. Kota Bushi, Kenny Omega. Can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. By the way, too, Mike. I think the pop's going to be when the music comes out and they walk out. Oh, it's gonna be huge! And here's he's gonna here's ham it up so much. He's gonna. I can't it's wait. It's gonna be so fun to watch. Oh my god! I hope Kenny Omega comes out wearing like green trunks again too. <laughs> like green trunks and yellow boots. Oh, it's gonna it's it, it's gonna happen! I can't wait. That's it's gonna be a good I'm, match. I'm, and, and Marty Squirrel, I mean, he's he's conflicted. I mean, he, obviously he's loyal. It's very Black Panther-esque, if you will. You know, it's you know he's he's loyal to the cause, even if it might not be right, and he could see both sides. But you're you're you know part of of that affiliation, ride or die. So you know well, he's kind of in that. So just just like Homeboy did in that, he better get out. Uh... And before he sees the big picture, he catch my drift. 
Um, yeah, but they should be fun. I mean, there's some nice shows that'll lead us into the 46th anniversary show, which we'll get into in a couple weeks. That is on Tuesday the 6th, I believe, is the date of that show. That's the Kazuchiko Okada Will Osprey match. Yeah. Horny. Um, let's get to let's get to your fun though, Alex. Elimination Chamber Top Five. You want to kick this off, or would you like me to? And uh, you go after and see if I get as mad as you think. <laughs> I I will start. I will start with my my number five, just due to the fact that it was a long time coming, um, and it, and it was actually a, a pretty damn good match. Um, I know there are quite a bit of others, but but this just holds a place in my heart because we we've, we've been wanting it, we've been clamoring it for years and years. And, you know, yeah, you have Baron Corbin in it. But when you got Dean Ambrose, AJ Styles, The Miz, the champ John Cena, and and Bray Wyatt in the Elimination Chamber match, um, and it being a a fun train wreck, if you will, but finally when when Bray Wyatt gets the cover, the one, two, three, and his crown champion, you're only thinking, wow, it's here. Like, I'm full of emotion. You're like, it's only going to go up. He's going to main event wrestle. Oh, God. And then proceed proceed to have one of the most career-threatening, shattering uh, eight months, you know, after winning and then losing the championship. Uh, it was beautiful while it lasted for less than a month. Um, but uh, it was still fun and exciting to, to finally say Bray Wyatt has finally won the, the WWE championship. Mm. Well, I have two honorable mentions and it's not even on those. Um, do you, are you running your whole list or you want to, we want to back and forth this bad boy. We'll back and forth. All right. I'll drop these real quick. Cause obviously, you know me, I can never follow the rules. So I have two honorable mentions. Uh, first one was the 2006 from the New Year's Revolution. Cena, HBK, Kurt Angle, Carlito, Kane, and Chris Masters. That was the one where Angle went out right away as the champion. Cena won and Edge cashed in the Money in the Bank with the Vince McMahon announcing the Money in the Bank, which I thought was really cool. So that is an honorable mention for me. By the way, Kane is in a lot of these. I just realized it's crazy to think Yeah, of. he's in tons. Uh, my other honorable mention goes to the 2013 edition. Uh, this was the winner gets a world title shot at WrestleMania 29, I believe it was, or whatever year it was. But uh, Jack Swagger defeats Chris Jericho, Daniel Bryan, Kane, Mark Henry, and Randy Orton. I put this in there for the sole fact that I in a, in never in a million years would have thought that Jack Swagger would have gotten a renewed push going into a WrestleMania uh, you know, three, four years after his Money in the Bank win. So the, the the surprise aspect was enough to win me over and get that on my list. But with that being said, my number five goes to the 2012. Daniel Bryan defeats Big Show, Cody Rhodes, Great Kali, Wade Barrett, and Santino Morella. It was a lot of goofy, stumbly with, with Kali and Big Show, but Wade Barrett really showed out. Cody Rhodes did well. And the Santino as the last guy and believably 
having Daniel Bryan beat a couple times was worth the price of the purchase at the time. Uh, and we saw Daniel Bryan win while he was world champion. So that was awesome. So that is my number five. Uh, my number four uh, comes from No Way Out uh, 2009. Uh, this holds a special place in my heart because I, I didn't buy a lot of pay-per-views. This one, I, I don't know if this was the first one to have the dual chamber aspect, uh, but uh, what was awesome, uh, a lot of things happened that night. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite pay-per-views just because of two matches alone, uh, while, while everything else is really, really terrible. Uh, the two <laughs> chamber matches here are, are great, and we're going to go with, uh, with the SmackDown uh, chamber first, where champion Edge defended against uh, The Undertaker, Jeff Hardy, Big Show, Triple H, and Vladimir Kozlev, who was actually on the, uh, the, the promo arts. Kozlev! Um, and uh, he was wasted. He was in it for maybe about, no, not as much as Mike Knox, but I would say he was probably a tad of hair shorter with Mike Knox. But uh, it, it was surprising because Edge gets eliminated uh, pretty early on uh, with Jeff Hardy, who was uh, started uh, one and two there, uh, which shocked everybody, especially with it opening um, the pay-per-view uh, so you knew you were guaranteed a champion. Uh, of course, we got Triple H uh, and Undertaker to kind of finish it out there. Uh, two, two legends of uh, the Attitude Era. And, of course, uh, a few year, years later down the line, we get their epic uh, double WrestleMania matches. Uh, but, but it was just a, a great hard-hitting match, again, with the surprise shock factor of Edge losing the title. Um, and Jeff Hardy looking strong only to succumb to The Undertaker, uh, kind of a, a nod to their classic uh, championship match on Raw many years before that. Um, but Triple H uh, gaining, the t- gaining the title uh, to only a uh, few months, jocking the spotlight out of Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker to have one of the worst WrestleMania main events <laughs> against Randy Orton. Um I, I want to go back to 2009, depending how these lists go out, but we'll save that for after because I have a question because I don't remember something about it, and I, I know you would. Uh, my number four comes from the 2014 Chamber. Randy Orton, Daniel Bryan, John Cena, Christian, Cesaro, and Sheamus. We all thought Daniel Bryan was finally going to get the rub, mm-hmm. and then why it interferes and costs him, and everything looks like it's going downhill uh, for Daniel Bryan only to – Thankfully, you know, we got the the hallelujah WrestleMania 30 moment a month later. But the sheer factor of WWE ripping our hearts out once again during that pay-per-view was enough for me to always remember that, that, that chamber. So that's why I had to insert to the list. My number three uh, was the first one, the uh, the Survivor Series 2002. Uh, mm. where it was, uh, um, you know, the, the five tights. Yes, the, the Dookie tights, um, if you will. But it was uh, Triple H, Rob Van Dam, Shawn Michaels, 
Jesus was in it, I believe. No, um, just just kidding. Uh, Booker T, Chris Jericho, and Kane, because Kane has been in what? Probably 89% of yeah. the chamber <laughs> matches. If he didn't get a hurt, he probably would have been in, uh, in this one as well. Uh, but this was famous for a lot of things, you know, the, the beginning of the Triple H Barry RVD because he almost crushed his larynx, uh, you know, kind of doing the, uh, the, the uh, spot off the, uh, the top rope. Um, also, uh, this was him working through that injury, um, you know, to, to kind of uh, only to get sweet chin music uh, against Shawn Michaels to win the title. Uh, just a few months after coming back against uh, Triple H at that epic SummerSlam classic there. Um, I thought this was good. This was a good story for, again, Shawn Michaels' comeback. Um, It was something new. It was in New York um, at the Survivor Series. Uh, RVD looked strong, you know, minus, you know, being RVD, if you will, in certain spots. (laughs) Um, But uh, this, this was a fun match, and you always... You know, you're never as good as the original. Of course, you can improve. Uh, but for some of the stuff that they did back then, it, it's quite uh, enjoyable and, and ages, I would say, pretty well. Uh, my number three is the 2010 with Chris Jericho taking out Kofi Kingston and making his way in. Uh, as he wins out of nowhere, nobody saw it coming. Undertaker, CM Punk. John Morrison, R-Truth, and Rey Mysterio were in the match as well. I could not in a million years believe that Chris Jericho won that. Everybody worked their asses off on that match. It was it was just, I mean, it, it was like clockwork. And that was that was one of those chamber matches were really clicking too. And um yeah, I mean that that as you can see from my list, they're all right around that era. And and that was why. I mean, you, you get you get cool stuff always, and Jericho taking out Kofi was was great. So that's my number three. My number two from St. Louis, Missouri, where I attended, sat second row along with uh, a former fill-in host, uh, Dave Ritter. Uh, we made the road trip uh, when I lived in Minnesota to Chicago to St. Louis to uh, check out Chris Jericho. Uh, CM Punk, Rey Mysterio, R-Truth, John Morrison, and of course The Undertaker, who caught fire during the entrance, as we were told by the gentleman sitting next to us taking pictures with a very expensive camera. And I remember looking at Dave saying, why is The Undertaker running during his entrance? Uh, Because he was trying to get uh, the fire (laughs) taken out. Um, As they're pouring water on him through the cell, as he visibly looks pissed off. Um, uh, but, uh, I also got into a fight with that St. Louis Ram, uh, defender DeMarco Farr, uh, about, uh, Chicago being way better at me chanting, uh, like a banshee, uh, for CM Punk there. Um, and then I laughed at him and said, Hey, how do I have better seats than you, Mr. Best Damn Sports Show? And he sat down. So I, I have a victory there. Uh, but it was just a, a fun match. Uh, it was great to see Shawn Michaels come out uh, from underneath the ring thinking, holy beep. Uh, it was amazing. Costing the Undertaker the match to set up, uh, you know, some possibly say the greatest match, if not WWE match of all time. 
uh, at WrestleMania 25 uh, just because The Undertaker refused to wrestle him, and that was the way to garner his attention, to cost him the uh, the championship there. So, so many great memories, uh, so many great stories to, to come out of this match. Uh, that's why it is my, my number two. Uh, my number two, I will go with a year later from where my, my last one, the 2011 Elimination Chamber Edge and Mysterio at the very end, Drew McIntyre, Big Show, Kane, Wade Barrett in the match. But that home stretch with Edge and Mysterio was one of the best five minutes of wrestling you could you could ask for. Uh, from from all the counters, finally finishing them up with that springboard counter with the spear. It's such a good home stretch, and it, and it's always going to be a home stretch that I'll remember too. If if somebody wants you know ever ask you know what's a good What's a good closing stretch in a match that somebody should see? That's the one you should watch because it was, it was so quick and it was so down to the point. But but they told such a good story. Former tag champions together. Oh, it's fantastic! Just just fantastic. That is my number two. My number one. Again, one of my favorite pay per views of all time, due to the fact that uh, you have a match that served no purpose. JBL versus Shawn Michaels for the services of Shawn Michaels if he would lose to JBL. One of the worst pieces of uh, blank that I've ever uh, witnessed. But what what followed after was a a match that I I marked during the 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 opener where Edge going out first in the uh, the SmackDown Championship Chamber. Uh, but this one, when you have John Cena as your champion, Chris Jericho, Kane, Rey Mysterio, and Mike Knox um, there. Yes. And also Kofi Kingston, who gets ambushed coming out uh, by Edge, um, which was amazing. And he proceeds to lock himself into the chamber, even though technically the refs had the opportunity to not lock it since they had control of that aspect. Um, but again, it's, it's just a match that started off with like, Whoa, what's happening. It's like breaking the fourth wall of wrestling. And it just made me appreciate cause I did watch this match earlier. Edge was so damn good. I think if you, if watch him, as we all know, I, I was in a fan. I was a fan. I respected him, but he just played that, that, that character so well you didn't like him he was so snide and you know so like full of himself but he was just so damn good at what he did um and and this just showed his his love and respect for wrestling from from the work that he put and how Mysterio was pissed and couldn't wait to get his hands on the edge for taking him out and oh yeah John Cena's the last one to come out uh to not only clear the house of Chris Jericho Rey Mysterio and um, and uh, Edge there, uh, that all of a sudden he gets code breakered into a six one nine into a spear, which eliminates him only mere minutes after coming out of his pod again to sheer like what just happened, uh, insanity. Where you could even see it on the three combatants' faces, like whoa, what just happened? The game has just changed to not only have three of your best workers at that time go at it for another 12 minutes where Edge would uh, viciously uh, whip Rey Mysterio headfirst into a pod, hitting a spear to capture the raw 
heavyweight championship, uh, the big gold belt, if you will, to shock and, of course, have that lasting image of his teeth around the chamber, which was across the DVD we sold at Toys R Us. Rest (laughs) in peace. But this was a great main event, something that changed wrestling. It kind of broke the mold. It broke Super Cena down. Yes, he would eventually win the title back a month and a half later. But still, this was a shocking ending, something different. And it was just such an amazing, amazing match. Oh, yeah, and Kane was in it. Kofi Kingston getting ambushed two years in a row. And then two out of three chambers end with Edge and Rey Mysterio. It's kind of kind of interesting to think about. Uh, my number one kind of goes against the mold of of uh, the the original can always get surpassed. For me, 2002 is my number one chamber match. Uh, I don't think anything can surpass it. And the, they they told the formula in a way that has been duplicated numerous times. Yes, it doesn't have the high spots. You know, it doesn't have people going through bulletproof glass that shouldn't be broken, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, like, like it happens. Well, Jericho did go through it. Wait, but, uh, yeah, I was about to say Lawler stated it was shatterproof and then it shattered. (laughs) Did it? I thought it just broke out of the pod. They were like, it's indestructible. And then it just like breaks. Yeah. Like, and the whole thing like fell on Jericho's head. Yeah, I'm like, oh, well, he's gonna get decapitated. Well, in St. Louis in 2010, they couldn't get the rollers, and it was like 20 feet away from where we were sitting, where it could have fallen on on us. It was pretty damn close. It was sliding <laughs> off the track, and I was like, holy Moses! <laughs> but yeah, I just I I love the first one. I don't I I can't I can't replicate it, and I think too just because. That Survivor Series from top to bottom was so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, from the the fun car crash opener with the Dudleys and Jeff Hardy against uh, Three Minute Warning and Rico. Uh, from Paul Heyman turning on Brock to go with Big Show. To Kurt Angle making his debut, I believe, that night. Uh, we also got, or no, no, maybe that was that was earlier, I think. Never mind. I can't remember. I can't, never mind. Yeah, that was Regardless like of that. Yeah, I was, that's why I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> oh, no, the, uh, Scott Steiner made his debut. Yes, it was a yes. huge pop. Like, I thought the building was going to explode. That's where I was thinking. Who did he murder? Was, Test? He murdered Matt Hardy and Chris Masters. Or Chris. Uh, Chris Masters. Uh, the Harvard kid, Christopher Nowitzki. Oh, no. R.I.P. <laughs> Because they 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 were making fun of the crowd equally, and then uh, he just started throwing them everywhere. But it was just such a good show that I thought that the main event just delivered. You know, even Trish and Victoria, you know, did their best in that hardcore match where that mirror broke, and I think that screwed up the finish because then they looked a little lost after that. But it was awesome. What it was just such a good paper cut each other. Yeah, well, I thought it was the whole Victoria being crazy. Something was going to happen with the glass breaking, and but you know it was what it was. But yeah, my my number one's the original, just because I had never seen anything like it, so it's always going to stand out for me. Uh, it's that's that's too, my chamber. When you hear how the structure just it hurt, like they they didn't they weren't able to work in it until like hours before they were live. And 
And the one thing I will always say about the first one compared to the other ones is, yes, we see some crazy things in these chamber matches, but the sheer just natural bumping onto the structure with knowing how how stiff that thing really was, there really hasn't been anyone that has taken those kind of bumps since then. And that's what I appreciate so much about the first, like watching Shawn Michaels get back body dropped over the top rope and land on that thing. is just, is just brutal, you know? And, and now it's just a lot of cool bumps jumping off the pods while people are in the ring and things like that. But which is fine. Don't, I'm not, not by any means dogging him, but I just, I was about to say, RVD jumped off the pod. Yeah. They were doing and, the same stuff. I mean, people got thrown through the pod. Oh, correct. But I, what I'm saying, like, nobody, they're not giving each other, like, back suplexes and German suplexes and things like that onto the steel because they know how bad it hurts and they don't want to mm-hmm. do it anymore. Oh, Whereas gotcha, in, yeah. So in that first, I mean, Shawn Michaels was clearly vertical in the air going over the top rope. And mm-hmm. hit just straight onto that guardrail, or the, you know that that grating. And after hearing about how stiff it really was, it I totally understand why guys don't want to bump that hard on that thing anymore. Mm-hmm. And I I just I as somebody who you know knows what some of that stuff can feel like, I just have an appreciation for what they did because they you know I guess they just didn't know any different on. Let's not bump here. And then by the time you're in there, it's like, well, we're already going to do it. So let's just do it. So I just, I give them kudos for, for, for taking those, those steel bumps like that. Cause that's just, ugh, those are just gross. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely doesn't have the flashy high spots that these other ones do. I'll a hundred percent admit that. No, it but have... it does though, because again, it was like you said, it was just so new. Um, it, you're cringe, but but Rey Mysterio and, and Kofi Kingston definitely uh, the two guys that that would get uh, murked the most, uh, uh, whether it was inside <laughs> or out. Uh, but again, I I just love the variations of um, getting a Mysterio Edge Jericho um, kind of continuation in in so many of these different chamber matches. But when you start with Chris Jericho and Rey Mysterio in, in the uh, 2009 one, it's it's something special. And then for them to be the final three, um, it's to me that that's wrestling. It it makes me yeah. become a fan, you know, when you have something like that. And and yes, the 2002 one is is ages, you know, so well. Uh, but that 2009, it, it was just so different and you know you your two champions you're you're getting new ones by by the end of the show and and for it to end that way across brands you know if you will yes again the wrestlemania match didn't you know wasn't anything to uh go home about but it was it was just something different but man what was up with sean's hair that's all i gotta say <laughs> well that was going to be my question as to asking you about the 2009 one which, which, why it was, you know, it it, it was omitted from my list is because I couldn't remember if I had the angle right, and I thought that was the one where Edge ran out and participated in both chambers and essentially jumped to SmackDown, you know, or jumped to Raw or whatever mm-hmm. and won the title. So I, I just, I couldn't remember if that was the one, and I didn't want to put it in there, and then it had nothing to do with that. It was like, all right, 
I don't even remember this one then, so I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so that would have definitely made on the list. But uh, um, wrap it up here, though. Let's uh, let's hit up our last break here. Come back, talk this year's chamber, talk a little raw, see if we can figure out what's up with SmackDown because it's uh, it's kind of doing the the step forward, two step back as of late, and it's kind of annoying. So we're gonna check it out. Ooh, MC Wrestlecast, Trustout Media. What's that? I said MC Scat Cat with Wrestlecast Radio. Missing out on an awesome show sucks. SeatGeek is an app that lets you track your favorite artists and notifies you when they announce new shows nearby. You can even connect your favorite music services so that you never miss out again. SeatGeek. The smart way to buy tickets. Fan of pro wrestling like we are? Yes! We got you covered. Yes! From WWE, yes! New Japan, yes! Ring of Honor, yes! Impact, Lucha yes! Underground, yes! All Japan, and yes! more. We're talking yes! the highs and lows in pro yes! wrestling. Heck, yes! we're even giving you people yes! from the Okadas and Omega. We're even yes! talking the Bone Soldiers yes! and Enzo Amoris. No! Sorry, Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Okay, I'm going to get that jersey for Steven. Oh, that Michigan sweatshirt is perfect for Susie. Ryan is going to love this hat. Fanatics.com has great gifts for all the sports fans in your life. Go to Fanatics.com right now and get free shipping and up to 10% cash back on absolutely everything. Every sport, every team. Fanatics.com, where sports fans shop. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil, and I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing Eight Count Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's Standing Eight Count Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. Alexa, call Ashley. Yeah, it's about time you call that girl. No, 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 he just talked to that girl two hours ago. You gotta let love marinate. Put love in that bag to marinate. Mmm, love gonna be in that bag like, mmm, I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. What? And then, after it marinates, no, you're gonna pull it out. JV, who's Alexa? Say it! Say it, JV! You Alexa, that's right, I'm Alexa. Thanks, guys, but I'll take it from here. Okay, 
Are you hugging? Are you a hugger? No. Bobby we be Salsa hugging. Just, oh, oh. <laughs> get your hug on. <laughs> I I thought you got a hit once again by this guy from the area. Bobby Salsa's down too. No, I was I was hugging a bottle of uh, Coke Zero. Mm. That sounds lovely. No, what was Excuse lovely me. was uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks this week. You know, I was wrong. I actually went three on that. I went a full three. I went I went two and three well quarters deserved. on two matches. What? I said well deserved three. I would say. So I went match. three on that. There was two matches. I went two and three quarters. I went two and a half on one, two and a quarter on one, and a two on an, on the other one. Didn't go anything less than a two, which normally, I mean, Raw, I've hit with a 1.0 before. Uh, this was probably the highest rated Raw. You know, and going off of last week's show, looking at SmackDown with their one and a half and one and one and a half, how bad it was. Mm-hmm. This this Raw delivered, man, on top to bottom. I liked it. Agreed. I liked it. You know, let's, you know, start up the top. You said you really enjoyed the Cena Miz promo. Um, I did. I went two and a quarter on the match as well. I thought it was a fun little contest. I, I like how you believe now Miz can go toe to toe one on one with John Cena. The the aura is there. The the Miz Taraj, you know, laughing and and standing up for for their leader there. Uh, but the Miz man, he was trading barbs, calling Cena out. Hell, even said he is the forefather of Suplex City, uh, which I laughed and said, oh, my God, he is correct. Um, it, it, it was just great back and forth. Um, I can't wait and hope. No, I, I don't even want to hope. I can't wait until The Miz goes for the uh, the, the big dog, the, the gold, uh, the heavyweight championship, hopefully later on this year. Uh, it's it, He's just fun to watch. Um, I'm really excited, uh, you know, kind of what he does in in, in the chamber, if you will. But I thought the match was good. It was uh, good back and forth. I thought they they got pretty damn good uh, TV time. Uh, Hell, even Miz kicked out of an AA. It took an AA from the top rope to kind of finish him off. So uh, Miz looking strong here, I would say. Um, Even uh, Cena getting the, uh, the win, which now he is the sixth. Entrant in the uh, chamber, correct? Or seven or nine? Uh, no, the sixth entrant is Elias. He won against Cena and Strowman to get that. This was a match to see who comes out number one. To what? So this oh, was a match who comes the... number one. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. So that's what this was for. So I'm a suit. I'll give you my rundown after we talk, Rob. How I think the entrance will go. Um, if they're if they're dependent on their book in this, but yeah, you know, you said everything it was a, it was a fun little match. I, I give them credit. They Miz Miz looks good, man, and I'm I'm happy. I'm happy because you know for a while there when I, I was I was pro Miz when he won that Money in the Bank. I was pro Miz even though a lot of people hated his match with Cena at Mania, and then they turned him babyface to do the Ric Flair thing, and I'm going, oh man, well. I think I might have just jack swaggered myself oh. with this guy. <laughs> I, I was thinking about that earlier with the Miz, though. I was like, has he been the only guy to be a like one thing his entire career? But I forgot that was supposed to be a 
a, a turn with the oh yuck. What, Can we omit once again, that? Once again, that's WWE being stupid, where they're like, "Hey, the crowd's cheering them, so we should turn a baby." No, they're cheering them because they like them as a heel. Mm-hmm. It's it goes again with with you know, no, don't turn Cena because they boo him. Just leave him be. You know, and Cena's smart. He plays up to to the boos and and to you know the the fans. You know, kind of going against him. Even though I'm I'm gonna be real, it's it's all out of love and and respect. Yeah, and 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 it's it's true. And he and, gets that. Um, next, I, I went two and a half for the next one. Club versus the revival. It was I liked it more than ironically I liked this more than when it was Balor and Machine Gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I thought the legwork on Gallows was awesome, and I thought it was really cool to see them give the Revival that type of a rub where they were able to showcase beating a bigger guy because of how well mm-hmm. they are as a tag team. So I think that's what really put me onto that match. I thought, it was, I thought it was a good match. I still, to this day, will say that I think Machine Gun Carl Anderson is one of the most underutilized talents in the world. This guy, is, uh, this yeah. guy is. <laughs> oh my god! Every and and here's the thing that I like about that is when he would do that as a heel, he just looked like a uh-huh. prick. Now when he does it as a face, it's like a catchy thing that the crowd starts to do with it's him. It's awesome. It works both ways. So it's, it's you know, but I just you know it, maybe it's just because I'm a mark, but Machine Gun Carl Anderson, I feel like when he gets time to showcase, like go back and watch the Machine Gun Hiroki Goto matches from New Japan. Some of those finishing sequences, I know I talked about the Mysterio Edge finishing sequence, but if you want something complicated that will blow your mind, watch the way that they counter all the GTR and Yuji uh, Hiroshi's and uh, Stun Gun Ace Crusher combo. Like it's it's just mind boggling the way that they just keep countering these things. Uh, Carl Anderson is a talent that I'm intrigued by that match. Actually, oh, I, I might watch I'll that. Find it. I'll oh find God. the exact one and then I'll I'll text you so you can go right to it and watch it. Nice. Um, but it's it's just one of those and I mean it it also it'll show you what I'm talking about where where I feel like Carl Anderson when given the right opportunity is so good. He he had a damn good match against Okada for the world title. Um in in Okada's first run. He just you know I feel like he's never going to become the star that he deserves to be because he's you know, in WWE now, he's going to be underutilized in this tag team. And I'll say this. I don't think he has any problem with it because I think he loves tagging with Gallows. They get along great. And he loves doing his job. And, you know, he always says, check my bank account. You think I got a problem with wrestling? Check my bank account. I got a hot Asian wife, and you should see my bank account. So this guy's obviously doing well for himself. He's smart with his money. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I just – I think he's just so good. And – you know, I may be in the minority with it, with with how much I do like him. But you know, he's he's. I bet you he's top five in the company for me. If I had to think about it, I bet she is. Yeah, no, is like that you crazy? said, when he's he's given time. No, I mean that's that's not crazy at all. Is he higher than Cesaro? Yeah. Mm. Whoa. Uh. Okay, let, why not? Let's right, let me let's let's see if I can break this down. I think better than uh, the Miz. 
we just yes. talked about. Yes. Dolph Ziggler. Maybe not, char- maybe not character-wise, but I think in-ring work, yes. I I enjoy him more than Ziggler. And I love Bobby Ziggler. Roode. Yeah, yes. he's better than Roode. Yeah. Um, AJ Styles. No. AJ's ahead of him. That's one of the few that's ahead of him. Kevin Owens. Um, if I get just a match, I'm taking Carl Anderson. And I love Ooh. Owens. That's hard. That's hard like the Ziggler one. That's hard for me. I like this. Okay. This is How about this? Uh, the guy who had the brass to walk out, the man, or the, yeah, the man gravity forgot, Neville. Neville, I'll take Carl Anderson. Whoa! Yeah. And you know wow. I thought highly of Neville. You know I said Neville wow. would be one of the one of the ways to sell tickets at All In. I said was Neville, and I still would put him over Neville. I don't put him over Never Pete again. Dunn. Devitt. God, oh, that's tough. Yes. What? Yes. Yeah, I do. Is he, I, is he your number one? Who's I, better? I have. Then Carl Anderson? Yeah. I'll put AJ over him. Um, if he counts, I'll put Pete Dunn over him. I will put Johnny Gargano over him. Hmm. But now, I mean, this, this is also are we just talking WWE proper or are we talking UK 205 NXT? Like, where do you want to look at this? 205. Who out of 205? If, if he's counting as 205 live now because he was in the cruiserweight division, I would have to strongly think about Tyler Bate. Just because, you wow, know. Wow, that would be interesting. Because if, if think, think of this, too. As, as high as we put Pete Dunn, everything we put about Pete Dunn in the E for the most part involves Tyler Bate. What about Alistair Black? Carl Anderson. I go Carl Anderson. I I think Anderson. I I think I start getting into a blurred line when when you bring up Debit, when you bring up Cesaro, and I think if you bring up Almas, I think he's kind of right in there too. Ah, great one. What about new and improved pre-injury Drew McIntyre? Carl Anderson. Carl Anderson. <clears throat> I think I think he might be my fourth. My fourth favorite in the company. And if you're wow, going yeah, WWE I just realized you put him over Joe, too. Yeah. That's crazy. If, if you're going WWE proper, the only one I put ahead of him, that would be AJ Styles, I think. Yeah. I, I, and I, ooh, Setsuya maybe Naito. Setsuya Naito. <laughs> that's, that's Carl Anderson. Sorry, Naito. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe, maybe you can argue Sasha, too. Uh, yeah, maybe Sasha, because when 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 Sasha's in a program where you know she's working, we saw it. And Oscar, I think Oscar's there too. Okay, yeah, I'm putting AJ gotcha. and Oscar for sure over him. And then I think it starts blurring the lines of main roster with Carl Anderson, Devitt, Cesaro, Sasha Banks, right around that that four. Um, yeah, Cesaro, Devitt, Sasha, Carl Anderson, and you could you could. You could throw Ziggler and Joel right around in there too, but I think I think Oscar and AJ over him. And then if you wanted to, 
add everything else. I think you could throw Tyler Bate into that kind of blurred reality, and then you can put Dunn and Gargano over Carl Anderson. Wow. So so if you go That's the entire, nice. like, 400 wrestlers they have, I'd probably have Carl Anderson somewhere between four and, like, eight. Um, but then again, I did say I liked him over Cesaro and and Joe and so I guess I guess it's it's Oscar AJ Gargano and Pete Dunn would be top four, and then I think it would be around it'd be either Sasha or Carl Anderson next. But that's literally how I mean you know I, I have brought him down a couple pegs, but that's how high I, I truly regard that guy, and I'll stand by it. I think he's so good. And when he gets time to even talk, he's just so entertaining. He's so calm and funny. And he's got, he just has a, a nice aura about him. And it, it works great, I think, for Gallows because Carl can do the most of the talking, but then Gallows can piggyback with the heavy punchlines. And, you know, you, you, if you remember too, when they did the, you know, they had Jordan, Rollins, Reigns, Anderson, Gallows, and Balor, Anderson did a lot of the talking in that ring even then with those six. Yeah. Yep. You know, and and you got to figure too. He's cutting these promos after coming from a Japanese company where he's the the foreigner, and he's still cut. Excuse me, he's still cutting these promos. In his prime, ROH years, if you will, James Gibson. Oh, James Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> He's. I, thought you you know have, much, I, I honestly thought you would have thought about it a little bit longer. I, but I, you I, know I, how I much I love Gibson. I talked about him so much. That that's one guy where like me and Brian Klecker would be like, "Oh, dude, James Gibson's best in the world." And I was like, "What are you talking about, Jamie Noble?" And we're like, "Yeah, he's." He's amazing. Like if you watch him, everything he does makes everything he did had a reason. It's like watching Okada. There's no wasted motion. There's nothing that doesn't make sense that he's doing. <laughs> like, oh, he was so good. God, this is a, this is a conversation that's going to go on for an hour. I have, I did not mean to turn it into this. Oh, and, and <laughs> the other guy put a, put ahead of Carl Anderson would be would be uh, Mojo Rawley. Just kidding. Uh. Man, I wish I had the soundboard tonight. Well, um, I just got a I just got a, a a message after saying that that said stop. So somebody <laughs> literally already somebody literally just texted me and said stop. Sorry about that. I didn't mean. I thought it was a funny joke. What, what can what can you do? No, hey, not, not funny. You're probably gonna hear the phone go voot voot on the the replay of this too because of that. I'm going to take this off of this metal cookie sheet so it doesn't make so much damn noise. Uh, next, we got Bailey and Sasha Banks. We saw a middle roll, Bailey to belly for the finish. I went three stars, match of the night for me. Three weeks in a row now, Alex, I thought the women had the best match mm-hmm. of the show. Also having the worst match on the show, if that makes sense. Um, get to that <laughs> in a minute. Yeah. As you uh, reiterated when we talked earlier, Nia Jax comes out as they're kind of blurring the lines of who's going to turn on who it seemed between Sasha and Bailey. Nia gets the rub, looks good, leading into her match with Asuka now, saying, you know, I took care of both of them and what took Asuka 20 minutes or whatever she said. Really makes this match intriguing now for me. I still think Asuka's going to beat her. But I think you legit got a shot for Nia. And I think what's, I, I truly think what's going to play out of it is 
Nia Jax is going to do such a good job that when Asuka chooses to go face Charlotte, Kurt Angle is going to say, Asuka, or Nia, you did so well that we can't make it a triple threat, but we will still give you the title shot because Asuka left. Mm-hmm. And then that's where Alexa Bliss can, you know, do her manipulative butthurt, uh, kind of like she's, you know, manipulating Mickey James. Uh, before we go to the next match, anything you want to touch on, Banks Bailey? Uh, no, it was uh, something Bailey truly did need. Um, crowd was hot, you know. It, it was you know near her her hometown. It was it was just they. It, it's flawless when they're together in the ring. I mean, from from the takeover specials to the NXT shows, um, you know, it's 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 like clockwork. But it's it's beautiful to watch. Um, it was again a surprising win, but but just nice to see where they're going to go with, with each of these uh, wrestlers here. I can't wait to see it. Just, you know, as we've mentioned, Naya against Bliss just makes more sense and could be a great fun match and give Naya Jax her moment, as I believe also this Sunday will give her. Um, but uh, I thought she cut a pretty, uh, really good promo actually after the match, as you touched on, you know, kind of uh, taunting Asuka, uh, you know, with uh, the, the time that it took to uh, take out her opponents. But um uh, Nia Jax, I, I say, you know, like we say, wins and losses really mean a lot here in the WWE. <laughs> so why not give the rub to Nia? Shock the world. It, it works out every once in a while. I, I think you touched on two really good points that I didn't bring up. Um, crowd was hot for this. The crowd have, has literally eaten up these one-on-one matches, whether it's Sasha, Asuka, or Bailey over the last three weeks. They've been a treat. They really have. Oh my gosh, they're, they're they've been the best matches of the show, and it and it literally shows how important it is when you don't worry about whether the person has a certain look, or whether the person can speak a certain certain language, or whether the person is a certain height. Bringing Asuka to this show and letting her just go has truly brought out as to why. I personally fell in love with Sasha Banks as one of my favorite workers in the last three, four years. But on top of that, why they did bring up Bailey in the first place. And with her Oscar match and with this Sasha match, these have been the best two matches I think I've seen since Bailey's come to the main roster. Yes. Yes. And they're yes, memorable. Yes. I'm talking about them the next day. I, you know, I rewatched Bailey and Oscar. I, I just, it's, Asuka is so important, and I'm glad they, you know, I'm glad after how angry I was about TLC that they have righted their wrong with with Asuka, because the Mm -hmm. way that this started had Shinsuke written all over it, and hopefully they fixed the Shinsuke thing, but I mean, it literally was Shinsuke all over again, where he was just, she was just going to toil around and job. And I'm I'm glad they righted their wrong. I'm glad they fixed it, and it's been fantastic. It's it's been a treat. Every time I see okay, we're getting one of those three on TV against each other, I get geared up, and I'm excited for that. Now, two hundred forty straight wins, by the way. You know, going going back here, now, I'll say this: as last week I said, you know, Bailey Oscar got two and three quarters for me. Uh, Mickey James, Sony Deville got a one star this week. Two star special, worst of the week for me. Lexa Bliss, Mickey James against Mandy Rose and Sony Deville. I did not. It wasn't awful, but 
a lot of it didn't click. I don't know what it is about Sonya Deville and Mickey James that doesn't work. It almost seems like Sonya Deville is so intense that Mickey James just doesn't like it. You know, once again, uh, real quick, you know, we appreciate y'all listening. We're, it may end for you on the live stream. Uh, we'll have a little bit longer on the podcast. Not sure how much more we're going to go. We're, we're wrapping up there to be. But if you get cut off, you know, check out the podcast once it comes back out. I don't know what's going on tomorrow with, with uh, Sportscast because I'm having a personal reason why I can't be on earlier. So maybe – Maybe I'll find a co-host and do a late night show since I don't have Jordan tomorrow night. Maybe I'll come on solo for a couple hours. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Alex, you got a fun show Wednesday talking Marvel, I'm sure. Yes, talking Black Panther, counting down our top 10 uh, Marvel films uh, as well. Since we didn't get a show last week to compare and contrast, uh, but uh, Black Panther, I'm sure, will be on one of our lists. Um, as well as talk the soundtrack other various news and notes. Um, check it out Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on Block Talk Radio, the pop culturist on Strong Style Media. Yeah. We are now in overtime here, so we'll try to not keep you all night here. We'll try to wrap this up here pretty quick. But, uh, you know, it just seems like the second Mickey James gets put in a corner and Sony Deville, like, throws, like, two forearms and then throws that, like, she has this like rapid fire, like 10 body punches she does. And every time she does it to Mickey James, Mickey James is like cowering and flinching. Like she's thinking she's going to get killed or I don't know. It just seems like she does not. It's like oil and water. And I said that last week, but I don't know. Maybe Sonya Deville is too. Sonya Deville did fine with Sasha. Sasha just gave her her whole body and just said, beat the hell out of me. Mm -hmm. And it looked fantastic, but Mickey James just does not like being in there with her. The crowd did give a nice pop though when Mandy Rose did that uh that Angels wings a la Chris Daniels to Mickey James. I didn't think they expected her to get her up like that. But <laughs> I mean blah match was what it was. What did you think? Uh everything you said. It was blah. Nothing special. Uh Alexa Bliss she's thinking I'm the champ, right? Uh, it, it's just, it's not going too well with Mandy Rose and Sonny Deville. And Sonny Deville is upside, but I, it's just, it, it wasn't anything special. Um, one thing I will say too, um, where, where did I want to go with this? No, I just lost, I completely lost my How they announced Dolph Ziggler battling, uh, Baron Corbin in a winner gets in a, uh, into the, uh, what, what the hell are they having uh, next month? Oh, fast lane. Fast, yeah, fast so lane. Roadblock, uh, the the five way, seven way championship there. <laughs> they, fast it is block. it is the face that runs the place versus the show off versus the lone wolf versus fight Owens fight versus um what is Sammy's gimmick? No. <laughs> Nope. Nothing. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I, I was trying to Michael Cole the hell Sammy out of that for thing. Syria. <laughs> Roman Reigns, uh, Sheamus. I went two and three quarters. I actually liked this match. I thought it was kind of fun. You know, a lot of these matches, when I say I like these matches and I don't give them that anything higher than a three, except for that Banks Oscar, it's literally commercial breaks kill these matches for me. And I think I've decided that this week. 
Because I'm looking at this show and I'm like, God, this show is so good, but why do I have grades so low? It's because in the middle of the match, it's picking up and they have to stop and have somebody get dumped to the floor or put into a chin lock and they go to commercial. And it holds all the momentum. Yeah, I I agree with that, but you know, it it could be worse. It could be like SmackDown and you have a commercial and you're watching it, you know, picture in picture, and then they play the saddest commercial, the Don't You Forget About Me uh helping oh, uh <laughs> Charlotte is beating the crap out of the Absolution Squad. <laughs> Um, and it's the funniest thing ever. Welcome back, Joe McHale on Netflix, by the way, who points that out. Solution squad. Um, but you could get that awkward, uh, 40 seconds there of TV time, but I, I agree. It does kill it, but, uh, they, they put on a hard hitting match, which seems like they wrestle at least once, once a month over the last three years on raw, but it's something, you know, it's going to be hard hitting. Um, Roman Reigns, you know, he's not, I I don't know what to say. He's, he's watchable now. He doesn't say as much. He's not in the forefront. We obviously, we obviously know what's going to happen at the chamber, but, but Reigns has, you know, hasn't been doing anything to piss people off. Do you think that that the lack of mic time? I was, well, let me let me actually. I'm gonna I'm gonna a- answer your question by asking you a question. Actually, um, was him having that layoff for being sick, and then coming back after not being on TV for five weeks or whatever? Was that a good thing? I think so. Just you know, it's like like we're talking earlier. You know, with the uh, with the pay per views, you know, no longer being uh, separate branded. Um, it's something where you don't need to show the wrestlers week in and week out. You know, you could, you know, make it heavy on, on certain people and then, you know, lay them low, you know, the next week after to shift on to a next group of wrestlers. So yes, I think it's important that they're not the the main, you know, attraction, especially when you have what seven weeks to promote in between shows where usually Mm -hmm. you have three. So, you know, there's a lot more to stretch out. So I think that's a way to kind of solve that problem. So so here real quick, it's, it's 49 seconds. This is just one of them. L- listen to how different this is. And think in your mind that this is Roman Reigns wearing a business suit with a nice watch and, and acting like an arrogant aristocrat with this. Oh. An interview literally weeks in the making. Up and coming, high rising superstar Roman Reigns. Finally, we have a chance to talk with. Finally, we're talking about finally. Are we supposed to operate on your time? Have you been waiting for me? Is your schedule that important? Tell me what you do today. Did you go to what the dollar store? Is that what's so important? Nah, man. It's all about my time. It's my schedule. Who wears the big watch? What time is it? Tell me what time it is. But, 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 what, you can't read, Clarks? It's Roman Reigns' time, and you should feel very fortunate right now. You've never been so relevant, little man. You've never been so important. Well, that's the point. You're very important, and we have questions that we want to ask you. If Yeah. <laughs> like, how different was that compared to the Roman Reigns we get now? 
it was different, but it was still awkward. But it, <laughs> yeah, no, but it was it, it worked for for him. I could see it. I, I I couldn't picture the suit. I picture more, you know, kind of what the Usos wear. Those Echo jeans and and you know like South Pole <laughs> hoodies. I love the he pokes him in the chest and calls him little man. I'm like that's yeah. so 1980s. <laughs> little Who was man. the uh, announcer? Who was the interviewer? I don't know. I, I, I Chuck Gravity. I don't know what his name was. Chuck Chuck Gravity. <laughs> Make that into a car on 2K18, <laughs> y'all. Um, main events. Uh, same rating, but two and three quarters. Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt, Seth Rollins, uh, the now just Apollo, since they got rid of Cruz, and Finn Balor ends in a double pin on Bray Wyatt after a powerbomb, giving us seven men in the chamber. Before we dissect that, I want to say one bright spot that I really am happy about. Are they starting to use Apollo Cruz? Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. They, I'm excited. Getting good reaction. Uh, he smiles way too much, but hey, it is working for him. He can work. He could do standing shooting star presses. Um, it's he's an amazing athlete. Uh, just his mic work, you know, obviously needs improvement, but that's why he has Titus O'Neil. But you know, eventually down the road, you know, maybe he can get a another manager. Uh, to kind of help him out because he definitely has the in-ring um, uh, athleticism and skills. I'm, I'm glad. I, it was a guy that I was starting to lose a lot of hope for, and they're using him, and I'm happy they're using him. And, you know, he, he was on a raw main event. I think that's really awesome, and, you know, he deserves it. That dude's a hell of a worker. I've been, I thought I've he been was going to win it for a second, to be honest with you, because yeah. they usually throw a, a mid – card wrestler in there just kind of shake things up if you will um and i wouldn't have been mad he gets the I, it would have been another push. nice transition yes yeah you know that's a that's a hell of a good point alex and you know i mean i've watched this dude since since dragon gate when he was with shima in blood generation you know i mean this dude's this dude's been around for a while and he's, he's fantastic and i'm glad they're starting to use him i hope it keeps going uh thoughts in general on this match um it was fun. I, you know, I, I liked it. Seth Rollins, you know, kind of, of course, getting the spotlight. Um, him, Finn Balor, uh, and Bray Wyatt, of course, uh, which also so many different, you know, interviews. And then you just have Apollo Crews just like, oh, I'm I'm here. You know, there's so many other storylines. What? what? But, but, but kind of planting, uh, you know, possible, uh, you know, something uh, matches down the road there. So, um, no, I thought it was a fun match. Uh, the ending, I I wasn't too mad at it, but I was just like, good God, there's just so many people. <laughs> Bring back the European Championship. That is the second European title run or uh, note of the show. Vince, I know you're listening. You got to do it. Bring back the WCW TV title. <laughs> Um, you know, Raw was a good show. SmackDown, I I caught half of. What do you think, SmackDown? What do you where do you want to go with this? Like, <laughs> hey, what do you think? It's, um, it's been rough, man. I'll say this. I feel bad I think for that AJ. Was the, I think Kevin. that was the. What's that? I said I feel bad for AJ and and, <laughs> and KO and 
Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan and Bobby Roode and Charlotte and Becky Lynch. Who else? Uh, Shinsuke. Ziggler. Shinsuke, yeah. <laughs> that guy, you know, you totally <laughs> forgot that that guy, you know, won the Rumble. Uh, who else? <laughs> Chad Gable, who should be a shining star, uh, not only in the tag division, but uh, uh, as a singles wrestler. But, but not Primo Epico, right? No, never. <laughs> By the way, speaking of SmackDown, Mike Bennett looks jacked. Have you seen pictures of him from house shows? He's out of rehab, and he's got himself kind of fixed up, and he looks like a million bucks, dude. He looks great. Maybe, maybe when he step comes in that back, ring, I, I supposedly the talk is they're gonna they're gonna hold him off till after Mania and then bring him back out. So we'll see what happens with that. But no, it's. You know, Smack. This is the problem with SmackDown. Is they're going the Monday Night Raw approach, but they only have two hours to do it instead of three hours. By the time they got done replaying, going to commercial and showing Corbin and Ziggler getting attacked, uh, it's they were twenty minutes into the show. They had lost a sixth of the show just showing replays. You know, now you got Charlotte, <laughs> Charlotte, Sarah Logan coming out, which was was whatever. After that's over, now you go to another commercial, and now you're replaying the opening, and now we're at, like, the 40-minute mark, and it's the second match, and you you only got an hour left. (laughs) Um, I will say this real quick. Did you – anything you want to touch on, Logan and Charlotte? No. I mean, Charlotte uh, looked dominant. She looked good. Um, I, I'm, I'm liking you. You have to make her look strong. Obviously if, if Oscar's coming to knock yeah. her head off. So, I mean, it's, it's something, um, she, she could have easily took on all three of the riot solution. Um, so it's, it's something that the, the absolute, would you the absolute squad? Absolution Squad and the Riot Solution. Oh my God, these are great! <laughs> oh my God, uh, these need to be memes. You need to uh, timestamp that, sir. Um, but no, I, I I would say in turn in turn Tris. Uh, no, I would say Charlotte uh, is looking good. I can't wait for her and Oscar. Uh, tearing the house down, even though I personally would like to see Becky Lynch Oscar. Yeah, yeah. Damn, that would be a tight match. Yeah. Um, and Corbin God. beat Kevin Owens. What? I'll say this about that match. I think that was the best match I've ever seen Baron Corbin have, or at least one of them oh. next to like the Kalisto match. And then AJ. And yeah. The three way. I went two and a half on. Corbin Owens. That's could the best you, thing I could this technical out. legend take Baron Corbin? Yeah, I'd punch him in his dick. <laughs> All Is right. that the end of the show? <laughs> <laughs> Good night, folks. Good morning. I, I dead center, just straight on punch him right in the crotch. Just... Hit every part, right? In and the, then I right in the crotch. <laughs> It'd the be like wild heat. Oh man! Let it, let it, I wouldn't uppercut though. I'd throw just a straight right cross, just bow. Like you're in Taekwondo class trying to break a piece of wood. 
Yeah, it'd be like uh, it'd be like the dude that tried to whoop Eric Andre's ass when he was trying to deliver a a pizza ball into his uh, karate <laughs> class, and that dude was beating oh, him with man. a with a stick. Um, this is where I, I did not finish that the last show. night. He was in Paris. It, it, it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. I, I cannot lie. He was doing some really awkward things. <laughs> when do you sleep? Um. Hmm. I don't you know. know. With no kid, do you still sleep like five hours, four hours? Um. Yeah, because I got, I got. Look, I, I didn't look. Okay, I slept eight hours today. That doesn't happen. Oh, maybe, maybe that's good. I, I don't. And look what happened. I had to scramble to get the show done. So, this is why I don't sleep is because I have too much to do. But you so need I'll, it. I'm probably going to finish Iron Fist tonight. I have three episodes left. So that'll be about 4.30 when six I'm done. in the morning. No, 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 no. Well, it'll be six if I decide to watch Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, it's and so, then such a good movie. And then I'm going to get up probably around noon, go have lunch, and then get the Strong Style Media Business account taken care of. And Whoa. then go pick up paychecks for Rocco's from Shane's, deliver those to work. And then go get change for the store, get some lunch, and then go to work at four. You so I'm lunch about... twice. Oh yeah, I already said lunch in the morning. Yes. So no, that that'll give me some more time to to do some other stuff. In case How I are you gonna do to all do that work. in four hours? Uh, lunch in wait. itself takes about seventy five minutes. <laughs> seventy five minutes. You know, and then uh, and then I'm gonna then probably what I'll do is I'll call you about three o'clock. And I'll say, hey, Alex. I won't answer. Uh, I won't answer. Oh, are you at work? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. I'm going to te- I'm gonna leave you a voicemail in hopes that you got your voicemail set up on your it. new phone. <laughs> I won't listen to it. I'm going to send you an email. Uh, I, I hate it. I, I won't read it. I will send you a text message. All right, you're speaking my language. All right, great. Here we go. So now to, now to conclude my story, I'm going to send you a text message and then say, "Hey, Alex, let's get the band back together and do sportscast tomorrow night at eleven o'clock when I get off of work." Oh man, <laughs> talking some NBA All Star game. We'll talk Fergie for an hour. Oh my God! Check us out I, tomorrow dude, night, eleven p.m. A... Central Standard Time, here on Block Talk Radio, Sportscast Radio. Oh, Alex, is this a date? Possibly. Oh, we may have sportscast tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. If we do, I got, uh, not only will we talk Fergie, but we're going to talk the worst renditions in National Anthem history. And I got a few of them that we're going to play on the air and compare and contrast. And it's going to be fantastic. I cannot wait. (laughs) Does she take Roseanne Barr's place? I mean, I. She doesn't I, take Sugar Ray Leonard, or not Sugar Ray. Who is uh, Carl Lewis? Carl Lewis, yes, Carl Lewis. No one, Ca- he's, Carl he's Lewis, by default, may be the worst because in the middle of it, he goes, "Okay, oh, okay, okay, okay." <laughs> like he tries to like write the ship in the middle of it. <laughs> um, that'll be tomorrow. That'll be tomorrow. So you may see something, uh, or tonight you may see something tonight. We'll see what happens. We'll we'll. We'll talk via text because that's the only way of communication that I can get a hold of Alex uh, Tuesday, February 20th. So we'll <laughs> see how that goes. Um, but to close on SmackDown, I didn't see anything else after this. 
I know Dolph Ziggler beat Sami Zayn. Is there anything I missed? Anything worth going over? Um, no. Uh, New Day uh, challenged Shelton Benjamin, Chad Gable. I thought it should have been a little bit longer of a match. New Day picking it up. Picking up the win at about six minutes there. Um, nothing too crazy. Uh, Ziggler again making his SmackDown return uh, to uh, gain a chance to uh, enter the uh, fast lane roadblock uh, seven-way challenge here. No, five-way challenge. They're going less um, against Sammy Zayn. It was, it was good. You know, it, it is what it is. Um, I, I liked how uh, Ziggler picked up the win. Fatal five-way, you know, like the original plan, since we had no idea with um, when AJ, you know, kind of keeping the title there and Shinsuke winning the Rumble. Um, so, uh, yeah, Ziggler's in it. Does he have a chance? I don't know, but we'll find out because we're going to preview the chamber. Cue the music. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't have any music, and Ziggler's not working the chamber. He's at Roadblock. But oh, that's yeah, besides that's the right. point. Um, here's the hard part about Chamber for me, Alex, is I feel like the two winners of these Chamber matches are the most obvious they've ever been. And I think that that hurts. I'm intrigued for the matches, but I mean, Bliss and Roman are winning, right? I would say so. Um, Who's your Dark Horse winners, though? Out of the men, who would you pick... To sh- you know, shake up the landscape of of Monday nights, if you will, um, to kind of like shock the world, two thousand nine it, if you will. Boy, I mean, I guess Braun. Cena's got I a love date you with for Taker. Saying that. Cena's got a date with Taker. Elias, it's just not. It's not happening yet. Rollins, Andre's I think. Battle Royal. For Elias. Oh, that'd be a cool little rub for him, at least. Um, I think. I still want I still want him and Bailey, the mixed match challenge team, to be some, like, dirty, grimy couple. And have Bailey turn, and they're all just, like, nasty together. Um, she but, turns all the emo after all happens. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> um you know, Bailey Triss. I mean, Miz. Miz could be a dark horse. I don't think Balor or Rollins are winning. Rollins has kind of got his date lined up with either being in the Rousey match or maybe Kurt Angle because Jason Jordan got hurt. So he's he wasn't in the plans to begin with. If they're doing Miz against Balor, that takes them out. And if you do do Rollins Angle and you don't get the Rock and you put Braun Strowman with Ronda Rousey to tie off the loose end with Braun and Trips that takes him out. Cena goes to Taker. I mean, it really doesn't, there isn't anyone else than Roman. Roman then is the only person who doesn't have anything to do with Mania. So I, and he's too important to Vince. I would I say this, this the most predictable Braun one. coming out um, to assist Rousey at the pay-per-view um, or the next night on Raw, I think would pop so hard. That would be amazing. What, what do you think the now it sounds like Rousey's going to be working every raw after chamber now, so it sounds like she legit is full time, which 
if she is going to put in the work, I will not piss on her, you know, piss on the idea. And I'll, I will give her a shot. I, you know, it's not fair not to, especially if she's going to put the work in kudos to her. She's a giant draw and she'll make the company a lot of money. And I'll tell you what, if, you know, AJ Styles said he thinks that she could, with with the right training, be the female Kurt Angle crossing over. Mm. If she can be the female Angle with how big of a name she is, that's going to be one of the biggest stars they've had since The Rock. So many question marks regarding her. Um, and, and she's going to be under a microscope. Obviously, she is already. But everything is going to be analyzed a frame by frame in, in her first match. Um, so, you know, hopefully the pressure will not get to her um, because it, it will be mounting uh, not only this Sunday um, and, you know, she better get her pointy finger ready, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it's going to be interesting how she absorbs all of this. And obviously there, this is a big thing because there's only four matches and, you know, th- this is going to be a pretty big segment. Well, here, here's your pro and cons about it is, is if she's been with Becky and Charlotte and Natty, from, the, from what I hear, when NXT kind of the performance center closes its doors, the three of them have been in there with trainers privately training Ronda for the last six months or so, six, seven months. She's going to at least know how to do some stuff. Um there's no way that somebody who's an athlete can't be in there with those type of women and not learn things. You know, I'm sure Norman Smiley's there. I'm sure Robbie (laughs) Brookside. I know it sounds funny, but I mean, there's a reason. No, that was just so random. I forgot. No, he's he's an awesome trainer, but. You know, know, Robbie Brookside's there. You know, I'm sure a trains Matt Bloom's there. And, you know, we know he's the head trainer because he knows things. So she's getting prepared and she's getting prepared correctly. I do wish she would have had a chance to go the Baszler route and get some indie work and learn different things, but that's not the world we live in now with the WWE in 2018. She's too I big. She's too big to, to do that. I agree with that. You're you're 100 correct. The downfall to all this is that it's all going to be done for a match that involves her and Stephanie McMahon. So she's mm-hmm. she's not going to be able to showcase what she's learned. And I think people are going to crap on her for it. And it's not, I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's justifiable. If, if you mean to tell me that her debut was against Stephanie McMahon, <laughs> I mean, come on. What do, what do you expect to get out of her then? I'm afraid it's going to be too much like the mixed tag match of last year, uh, where it had a, a pretty considerable amount of a hype into a dud and a head scratcher and a what the what, uh, with Cena and, and Nikki Bella against Miz and Maurice. Um, now, it, it just kind of smells like, like that to me. Now I'll say this. Uh, did you see the SummerSlam? Um, like what, what the heck are they called? Like the, the credential cards and, and the ticket or whatever. And like the, yeah, stuff how she's on there. Yep. Yeah. That to me makes me think she's working Oscar or Charlotte at SummerSlam. That's where I think people can justifiably, give her a, a, a fair critique on her work because then she'll been in the company for six months. She's already had another six months of training. So we'll say she's had, a, she has a year under her belt that half of the people don't know about. And she's working one of the prominent women in, in the, in their company. 
Now, say she goes out there and lays an egg. Okay, then we should maybe be a little startled. But what if she goes out there and just crushes it a la when Angle worked Benoit that first time? And everyone's like, oh, my God, this dude is good. Mm-hmm. You know, what if she goes out there and hangs with Asuka? They got something that they, they – this, this, to me, says that they officially now have a woman that they could have main event WrestleMania and it's justifiable. Because she's going to sell more tickets than anybody because of her proven track record of selling pay-per-views. I just want to see her and Baszler, actually. I just got excited. Like, that would be a nice tandem, um, you know, if you will. Not They don't have Hell to be yeah. a, a tag team, but just those two just, just kicking ass. Well, like, Baszler if- has the mic. I mean, she can obviously improve, but mm-hmm. she has uh, good enough mic skills where she can kind of back it up where, you know... Uh, Ronda Rousey could just point or wear a leather jacket. Well, if you gave, if you, if if you could just invoke, I think this is this is going to be the hard part. Is they got to figure out what Ronda Rousey does in those in her post, like the weigh-ins and the UFC fights when she looks like she's going to eat your heart. They need to figure out how to invoke that Ronda Rousey into this Ronda Rousey. I watched an ESPN uh, interview with her after the Royal Rumble with Ramona Shelburne. And Ramona asked her about the two losses and how those have affected her since then. And she had the snarliest, nastiest look on her face and said, I don't even want to talk about those. Can we go somewhere else? And I was like, whoa, she showed emotion right there. And then Ramona changed the subject. But Hmm. how do we invoke that attitude and facials like she had a she looked like a snotty just entitled bleep in in that moment like i don't i don't have time to answer that question you know it was it made sense and like you said with, with Shayna baser the way she can talk and and how how much she's developed her character and maybe this is a way like you said if mandy rose isn't working Paige can't work with sony the villain there or if they really are going to go Rousey Asuka, if Lesnar truly is done in the summer, there you June go. In July, do you throw Heyman with those Why two? Not? Or if Baszler's not up, Heyman and around the Rousey. Why not? It, I think it would work. Um, in New York, thing- my God, they would eat the, that. The, only thing that I could see that could deter that possibly happening is if some reason they have, and I'm just throwing this out there now, um, they have Heyman turn on Lesnar at Mania and, and go with Roman. And they put Roman and Heyman together. Ooh. I think that's the only thing that could deter it. But I think there's wow. a slight chance that they could do this. You know, it's, Don't toy with my emotions. It's the 17-year anniversary of 17 where we saw the craziest heel turn. Yes, it failed, but, you know, Vince and Austin went together. It could happen. That I'm not saying it the course of this era. Yeah, so I think that's the only thing that could really deter it. But I think, yeah, you definitely could go taming with them and, and run it. It'll be interesting, you know. Do we get... On the road to WrestleMania, a Brock Lesnar, Ronda Rousey run-in. Not run-in, but, you know, a encounter, I should say. That would be kind of entertaining. Like a backstage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Hopefully it's not as creepy as Heidenreich and Snitsky. I like Whoa. what you do to babies. Ugh. Or Katie Vick. Oh. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that was WrestleCast Radio. <laughs> um, like you said, there's not really any matches on the chamber. What what other what other matches are we missing that we didn't bring up? Ray Obviously, Wyatt Woken Matt Hardy announced. Um could be interesting. the return of Jeff? Does Brother Nero show up? But who comes out for Bray Wyatt to attack Matt Hardy to invoke Brother Nero? Uh, Stonehenge. Whoa, that would be tight. Uh, He's like, I, I'm ah, de la demo, de la muerte, chupacabra, Dios mío. <laughs> I'm rooting for Nia Jax. It would be nice, but but I, I just want her to have a good match. Don't get hurt. Um, and and I think Asuka is is gonna look like a million bucks. Um, women's Chamber, like we say, blisters make sense. Uh, my my wild card in the men's though, uh, just for uh, giggles and uh, to kind of get the fans what they wanted to see last fall or possibly at the Rumble if I remember correctly. Uh, oh, Mister One Finn kidding. Balor. Yeah, that'd be cool. Hashtag over. That'd be cool. I'm I'm intrigued. It's gonna be fun. We got a uh, uh, Friday morning. We got Honor Rising. Saturday morning, Honor Rising again. Night two, and then Sunday we got Chamber. It's a lot to talk about next week. Tonight, next week's gonna be a fun little show. Um, appreciate y'all if you listen to this half hour overrun. Alex, anything else you got? Ready to go home? Yes. Um, hey, possibly. Since it's Friday, early Friday morning, we might do a special WrestleCast on a rising night one recap since I am off on Friday. And uh, I uh, start my vacation Wednesday, tomorrow. We should watch the final four matches live. Oh, God. I am ex- I'm, Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Cook is more excited than he was to finally get Block Talk <laughs> working today. <laughs> I'm off it Guys we're going to give you something special WrestleCast on this weekend We're uh, on a rising Alex has invoked it from me and I have to do it uh, Definitely going to happen uh, Maybe you'll hear us uh, <laughs> Reunite like the Golden Lovers For Sportscast Radio Whoa. Tonight Around the same time as we did We'll see what happens Alex thanks for staying up late for me to accommodate With my booty ass schedule of having to work on a Monday uh, oh, driving yes. through an ice storm, which was really exciting. We had eight, you know, but as normal, you know, we, we gave you two and a half plus hours. It was fun. We didn't even bat yes, give us a like on Facebook. Check out WrestleCast Radio, uh, Strong Style Media in the search bars there. Give us a like, share, uh, like, and comment. Uh, subscribe on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, uh, either by looking in the search bar, Strong Style Media. Or, or, of course, WrestleCast Radio. Thank you all for listening. Myself, for Alex. Catch ya. We got more WrestleCast this week. I can't wait. We're going to do something <laughs> special for you from the fans. Catch y'all later. Peace out. Peace. Using an 
overpriced trash bag. Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks. Whippy, whippy, whippy. Or a smelly bag. Stinky, stinky, stinky. Time to switch to hefty, ultra-strong trash bags. Always at an ultra-low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty. There are best bags yet, and they cost less than Glad Force Flex were sold head-to-head. So you'll be happy, happy, happy. Hefty, ultra-strong with Arm & Hammer odor control. Available at Sam's Club. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Using an overpriced trash bag. Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks. Whippy, whippy, whippy. Or a smelly bag. Stinky, stinky, stinky. Time to switch to hefty, ultra-strong trash bags. Always at an ultra-low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty. There are best bags yet, and they cost less than Glad Force Flex were sold head-to-head. So you'll be happy, happy, happy. Hefty, ultra-strong with Arm & Hammer odor control. Available at Sam's Club. Hefty, hefty, hefty. 